Welcome to the Evolve Move Play podcast, where we bring you the most interesting and enlightening conversations around movement practice and how you can become the most heroic version of yourself through pursuing movement that's relevant to your nature. This is a podcast that's going to feature some of the top movers in the world, some of the most amazing movement thinkers, and people from fields that are related to movement as far afield as evolutionary theory, strength and conditioning, and everything in between. So if you're interested in movement, please stick around. And if you like our work and want to support it, please consider supporting us on Patreon because this podcast is completely listener supported. We don't want to take any advertising. We don't want to interrupt your experience of watching the show. So what really helps us get the best thinkers on, have the time to put these together, have the best quality for you guys as far as audio and video is your support. So please consider supporting us and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey guys. Welcome back to the Evolve Move Play podcast. Very excited to present today's episode. This is an interview with Sebastian Foucault. For those of you who are not familiar, Sebastian Foucault was one of the founding fathers of what became parkour, free running, and arm deplacement. He started training in his teens with David Bell and the other members of what went on to become the Yamakaze. Um, Sebastian is a very thoughtful person. I got to meet him this summer for our Embodied Movement Summit. I was really impressed with all the ideas he put together and the philosophy that was behind his approach to movement, which I found really similar in a lot of ways to evolve with play. And I think Seb has had a similar experience in our conversation. So this is a really fun conversation for both of us. Uh, we ended up talking for two hours and could have gone even longer. I'll definitely be having Seb back. Uh, Seb has an amazing presence. He's super charismatic and fun to talk to. And he has a lot of brilliant ideas, a lot of more depth to his philosophy around parkour than just you know what you might see on the surface. So I think you guys are gonna get a lot out of our conversation. Enjoy, Sebastian Foucault. So, Seb, it's a real pleasure to have you. I've been following your work for 17 years, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is how young we are. I don't know. Um, try 2005, that's 15 years. Almost almost 16 coming up here. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed getting a chance to meet you and spend some time with you uh, at the Body Movement Summit. I was really struck also by how many of our kind of um, ideas were really aligned and I, I hadn't realized that. Um, so it seems like we've evolved in parallel in certain ways. It's really cool. Maybe we're in a good path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I figured I'd, I'd start today with you actually just recently posted on your stories on, um, on, on Instagram a picture of you standing before the Dom du Lac. Um, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, the Dom du Lac is a really landmark uh, climbing structure in Lease um, uh, that a lot of early parkour stuff happened at. And uh, your caption was, you know, when you realize parkour is not the thing that you and your mates started. Mm-hmm. So I figured that'd be an interesting place to start. I mean, I'm, I'm curious where that was coming from and, um, and, and uh, w- what you're seeing in, in yeah, why, why, why that? Why now? Uh, but because first of all, I'm a human being, so I've got uh, feelings. And uh, it's just a reflection of what I see, how we evolve, and what people, how people talk to each other, like uh, how organizations get together and make decisions about where we should go, what it should be, what should be done what is appropriate, what is not appropriate. And just you just realize when you think about when you started as a pioneer with, with your friend and you, you, you start with something very simple and very, uh, the essence basically of, of what we're doing for us is like uh, 
the joyful activity, you know, when I say activity is vitality, it's really the, the idea of, of, uh, of reclaiming the space, you know, the, the place and everything. And, uh, and now when you, when you look at it, it takes so much, so many uh, direction also. A lot of people are very, um, how can I say that? Um, affirmative about what is supposed to be and what, it, like, you know what I mean? I don't know if you know what I mean, but it's more like they're very affirmative of what it is and what is not. And, and from my point of view, when we started, it evolved so much, but we never had this kind of a mindset of, uh, almost like being militant and say this is what it is you know it's just like we share it and then it grows but now it's sometimes you look at it it's like wow it goes all over the place i think that uh the word you're looking for um is dogmatic right yeah yeah um yeah. so so you're responding in that in that post to a sense that there's kind of a lot of dogmas that are competing in the community and uh, a lot. I think it's something you can compare. I'm sure like some people who are familiar with yoga and stuff like that, you've got a lot of stuff like that in yoga. A lot of people talk a lot for, for hours and everyone's got their opinion of what it is and what it's not supposed to be. And, it's, and, um, and it deviates. And I'm sure if you take the first person who, who developed the, the, the concept when it started, uh, it started with something, I don't want to use the word pure, but it started with something pretty simple and with a good, everything really uh, in terms of emotion and uh, something very connected, like connected without being like too much like, uh, but very just simply connected with, you know, when you, I see what you do, you're in the trees and stuff like that. We don't need to be crazy about being in connection with the tree. You touch the tree, you're barefoot, bare hands, you touch the tree, you connect. We don't have to be into too much detail. And, uh, but sometimes I, I look at, sometimes it, it goes too far. And when you look at it, it's just like, it has nothing to do with what we did at the beginning. Absolutely not. But it's, uh, it's not like I don't accept the fact it evolved. It's just when you look at it and some people are they're very strong with their dogma. It's just like, wow. And uh, yeah. It's interesting because I think in some sense, the dogma, some of it comes out of a, of a desire to preserve. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, on, on like how, how do we let something evolve and yet uh, also retain its essence? I think it's inevitable that there will be, there will be people who will choose. People will have a, a sensitive, sense oh, I need to switch off my phone. So let me see up. Yeah, people need to be a, a very, uh, uh, it depends on sensitivity, basically. It's, I, I hope it's the word sensitivity. Yeah, uh, some people will go for the essence, and other people will go for the to go to explore new things and new era. And I think it's necessary. Uh, I choose to to always. I want to be distant because the more I look around, I I don't want to go in too much of, uh, into detail because I will. I don't want to names names. But for me, when I look around, as I say, it's just like I don't recognize what people decide the direction they want to do with, with the, with, like the choice they make, where they're going for me. Sometimes I look at it, so like, it's like, uh, uh, it's not nostalgia. It's more like when you think, it's more like you think about the past, you say, oh, my era is gone. Like literally, mm -hmm. you look at it and my era is gone. It's like, uh, uh, because, I've, I've been to a time where when I practice and then you got the new generations coming 
this new generation influence another generation and they just and i'm probably like five layers below you know yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I get it. and that's that's the realization when you just like say my god like my voice so for some people my voice counts but sometimes when i look at it, it's like for some people it's not like they, they it's not like they want to be disrespectful or, or something like that it's just like for them i'm not part of their era you know like when time goes you see all your heroes and people you you know just passed away like if you heard like uh, big names like we we knew like we in our generations hey you know this guy passed away and the same age as you that's where the sign you start to realize my god my era is is disappearing that's kind of when i put the son of uh, my post is kind of this kind of a statement like pretty strong but some people say <laughs> they put the emoji with a sad it's not sad it's just fact you just look around and say this is gone and uh and my voice is not um uh, come on dear. how would you say that it's not uh what do you say no, it's not preeminent anymore in the same way that it had the chance to yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like for me, I still feel uh, maybe it's a sign of getting old because I still feel very relevant and I still have, I've got a lot of stuff to do. But when you look around and say, they don't care, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's like you, you literally observe and you just say, they just don't care. They just live the way they want to live and they make decisions they want to make. And I think this is what, what it is and what it's supposed to be. And uh, just, you make your point, you say, you know what, you need to keep exploring and do your thing. Yeah, so it's interesting. I, I was training with a couple of my training partners uh, yesterday who have been training for about 12 years. Um, mm -hmm. And I told them I was interviewing you today and they were very excited, right? They're like, oh man, like Seb's one of my heroes, like big time oh. hero. Um, both super skilled guys. Uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Justin Sweeney, um, and Brian Prince, you know, wonderful people. Um, I'm sure I saw the video. yeah, yeah. Justin just competed at world chase tag. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. okay. I definitely saw him then. <laughs> and then, um, uh, you know, Brian was, uh, you know, he, he stunt doubled for predator. Um, so he's, okay. he's a giant six foot nine guy. So, so anyways, so they're, they're like, you know, these are people who are still really, you know, big parts of the community, but I do see like some of the younger kids, you know, people who are 20 years old who may have been training for eight or nine years. Um, and sometimes they don't even know your name or David's name. Um, we will but, disappear. Yeah. We'll dis we, we're already disappearing. That's, that's, that's the thing. When I put my post, people know some people who still follow me, they say, Oh, what are you talking about? But, but from my point of view, for what I've seen, all the era and how it goes you you got a big vision you can see it's just like it's inevitable you see it's just like okay they they're going to decide what it's going to be they're literally going to decide what it's going to be yeah the future always arrives whether we're ready for it or not um so um it's, it's interesting because i have a sense and we talked about this before that that you're that you that kind of the speed at which the parkour community grew and the mm -hmm. opportunities that were involved ended up putting you in a place where um, it was uncomfortable to kind of be in that forefront. And then you step back for a long time and it feels like now you're stepping forward and making your voice a lot more uh, present and available for people. Um, 
and maybe it's more comfortable that it's not necessarily everyone's looking at seven like you know for us who started you know 15 years ago it's like we wanted leaders we wanted you guys yeah. to just be there and and, and but there is like, yeah going on. And, but there is it's interesting because the way how how you you saw it and what happened but people don't sometimes also i see like people have no idea what we go through for example i don't know your life i don't know all the all the challenge you're facing and why you have to make this decision and why maybe you stop doing this and why because life is a roller coaster and people like like think oh it disappeared but i was been here it's just like uh, the platform was not there like instagram when was instagram arrived when facebook arrived uh, there is a lot of stuff there is also um uh, uh a choice also has to be made. Like, as I say, like people have to decide, uh, do I want to speak about this person or not? If I'm the person in forefront, like I say, me, I constantly talk about Bruce Lee. It's my choice. I can literally do whatever I want without talking about him. But for me, I don't forget what it is to me. And I will always uh, praise him. I will always talk about uh, the value and and how inspiring he was and why he was inspiring, not just because he kicks people and stuff like that. It's not about that. It's more than that. And it's because he transcends just the fact he was just a martial artist. He was, he was beyond that. And, he, he, and also it's the idea of reaching your full potential. And, and, uh, but you see, it's the same with me. Like some people say, oh yeah, Seb, you touched me. But it's like, when we talk about legacy, how has legacy been transmitted? And you have some people, I think they're eager, so eager to be the forefront. So they will put themselves in forefront. They, they just say, oh, I started. They're like, yeah, my, I had this idea before and stuff like that. But they have no idea. Like when we were doing it, there were babies. Some of them, they weren't even born. And that's, it's very hard because sometimes people see me like looks young, but they don't know the story. They don't know how far we've, we've been. And for me, I've never disappeared. I've always been here. But there is some also subject where I'm deliberately choose to not go. For example, when we talk about the, the Olympic and the fig, and uh, there is so many, so many stories like parkour versus free running and so on and so on. And there is always new things. I think there is a new, new things again, like I think one of the uh, parkour athletes did something with a, a porn star. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, yeah. And I, apparently I didn't know that. It's just like one of my coach yesterday said, have you heard about that? I said, what? For me, it's just like, just I'm out of my jungle. Someone says something to me. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened for me. So okay. And then, and as I say, it's, for me, it's a different era. It's just like I'm just like okay, this is this is a new thing. It's a completely new thing. Yeah, I suppose you weren't facing as many of those issues of social media and what it means and social justice and uh, and uh, and the Olympics weren't knocking on your door trying to trying to take over your sport. Um, yeah, apparently it's finished. They they can't do it, right? Yeah, yeah, which, um, yeah, I'm quite happy. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. We probably don't want to go too <laughs> So there's, there's three things that I find really personally interesting about you. One is I'm always very curious about understanding more deeply where all this started. Um, two, I think that the work you're putting forward right now, like, you know, the most recent version of Seb that you're putting out and the ideas I think are really, really rich and um, add layers to the way we think about this practice that a lot of people mm -hmm. are, aren't doing. And then the, there's, there's the story of your journey, which I think is really interesting as well. But I wanted to stop for a second and kind of go back to this idea of um, the development of yoga and as, mm -hmm. a, as a comparison to the development of, um, 
of parkour because i mean yoga is quite ancient and it also um i feel like people don't understand this but yoga is is viewed as one of the seven branches of vedanta which is what is normally called hinduism so yoga in its traditional sense is a religion it's not a physical practice yeah and physical practice is um largely exists to serve the meditative practice right it's a way of preparing the body for doing seated practice i think it's correct me if i'm wrong but for me it's like it was part of a big lifestyle and people cut a piece that's interesting for them like the physical part of it and they just make it like trendy and super cool and now it's become a business a massive business where there's still some like spiritual or whatever stuff but people like just brush the surface and then they just take it and then it's almost like parkour they just take what they need they make what they need with it and that's it and now it's well known that it's almost like the real yoga is still there but no one really hear about that if you don't search for it and and the other bit is just the business we know and everyone like uh, who can afford have enough money to go to the class to do yoga class go to the yoga class when it started with someone who was barefoot and it was in the connected with the nature so his feet was planting in in mother earth he was breathing the air and he was like connecting movement and breathing together and that was just a part of a whole thing like uh, a lifestyle which tried to i think connect us with the universe and everything as a human being and sometimes i see some similarities with parkour but parkour definitely gonna get there <laughs> we're nearly there <laughs> so yeah so so so, par so yoga starts as that and yoga means the yoke right it's it's the thing that you pick up and carry so that you can grow as a as, a, as okay. an individual and and um uh you probably know yepi skogo from uh from denmark uh, he and i have talked a little bit very about bad with name but yeah probably yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> i apologize yeah. for everyone it's like man we talk for hours we have fun yeah sorry <laughs> i'm like but we've talked about this idea that, that really the the ethic um in some ways is similar right it's about this self-cultivation it depends for who yes for sure <laughs> like, yeah but, yeah so so this is my this is kind of where i'm getting to the question which is um so yoga came to the West and now it's spun into a, a thousand different schools, but most of them are very mostly body oriented or movement oriented. And the, 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 the deeper spiritual path um, is less well represented. And when, when I was creating my school of parkour, uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't satisfied with the definition of parkour that was being put on Wikipedia, right? Moving from A to B, as efficiently as possible. I thought that was ridiculous. Nobody practiced like that at all, right? Um, so I, I, I defined it as the, the discipline of developing the ability to overcome obstacles effectively, because that looked a lot more like what people are actually mm. practicing. And then I, I added this addendum to it, and of developing the self through overcoming obstacles, because there's always this idea that there's something philosophical about parkour, mm. uh, but I never heard anyone really articulate what it was. And then over the years, as I, as I met Stefan and, um, and talked and got a little bit more of an in-depth knowledge of it and talked to Thomas, uh, Thomas Kodik, um, I got the sense that I had, I had inverted it, that the physical was subsidiary to the, the, the self-cultivation. Mm -hmm. That's where I had really started. And I read Julie Angel's book as well. So 
in some sense, I see parkour kind of like yoga, where yoga starts as a spiritual tradition mm-hmm. and becomes physicalized. Parkour, to a lesser degree, starts as a exploration of how you create strength in yourself as an individual um, and then becomes a set of skills and tricks for moving around on objects in oh, yeah. the environment. Yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious if that's, you know, if you, you'd speak to that transition and, and kind of what it meant to you guys in the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's very bizarre because as I said, we were, we're all different. And the story is being told is not exactly, and I won't, don't want to talk too much about that, but it's not exactly the story I knew. So yes. uh, for me, I will talk from my point of view. So as far as I'm concerned for me, I grew up in Lis. And there is a, a few guys who were in this. And me, I've always been um, in a family with the culture of sport. My dad wanted me to be a football player. My brother would be a football player. I did track and field. I did gymnastic a little bit. So everything was about the, the physical aspect uh, until uh, I met David. And David, with, uh, at this time, he was in, in Yann Notre, mm-hmm. Notre. And David was doing... Uh, the form of parkour, uh, but more like kind of a breaking jump kind of stuff like that. It's not, it's not as refined as it is now, but uh, the technicality, everything for me, for me, started from David and his drive was from his father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was like, it was like, how do you say, like brut? It was pretty like, like really core, like, like not as, as, as it is now, like we have now, now here, we have the names and stuff like that. There was, it's not the name, it's just you practice. And, and the mindset was the military mindset. Even it's stupid because we're young, so like you don't go for the war, but the mindset and the kind of uh, exutoire, the, the, the stuff was thinking about how, how you can uh, train yourself to be strong, basically. And along the way, we had friends. And this is not a period of, years and years and years it's just short period of time so in the mind you say yeah but i was here before but it's just like very short very condensed where you just met people and you just get together and, and then we we practice and um so to answer to your question about how it was for me my personal quest was always linked with the idea of my fear my fear it's as simple as that i had david who had who had a drive and he had the practice before, so he was skilled for what he was doing. He always did, like, he was already doing jump like I couldn't do. And I struggled for me to reach, to, to get to this, uh, to a level that is um, in alignment with my physicality. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, it's, there was a big gap. So because I was physical, you know, you can find someone who's an athlete, but you bring them into parkour and then you discover, oh, ah you can't do this jump you can't do that that's that's my struggle uh i, I couldn't like damn do like for example struggle to climb damn do like because i see myself i'm gonna fall and die so for me there is no way i'm gonna climb uh but i could be here just in case to call the firefighter or anyone to emergency to help you yeah. but you you see so that was more my mindset and for me what i like the most is the playful aspect the idea especially i was bad at school is to go outside uh, um, Basically, I'm an artist. This is who I am. I'm not a parkour guy. I'm, I'm kind of like more, more like a sponge and more like a chameleon. And I learned stuff from people I knew because when I was young, I didn't have the skills. So I don't know how, but I developed the, uh, I could 
assess someone and see how he does it and go for it. I don't know if it makes sense. My brothers, my two bro older brothers were the athlete. They literally were the athlete. They were like in, in athletics, they were literally really good. They do like uh, uh, French championship and stuff like that. I never been there, near there. You see what I mean? Then I yeah. met David. David was, <laughs> you go in list. As I said, there is one name. I'm not saying two, three names. There is one name. It's David. That's something like, okay, you're just going to praise David. That's my story. That's the stuff I know. I can point any, any guys from, from list is still, still alive this day. I can say, go talk to this person. It's going to tell you who in list was doing what was like, my God, that's crazy. That's it. Yeah. So, um, but that's, it's not very important. What is important for me is this idea of when I met uh, David and then after all the others, because before I met David, I was friend, a good friend with Jan's brother, which we don't never, people never talk. Is that, is that Frederick? Frederick, yes. Frederick was in my school. It was, we were in the same class. Oh, Frederick nice. was my, my, my best friend with Xavier. We were all the three together all the time. We were on the roof. We were not doing parkour, but we were playing ninjas and stuff like that. And I remember when uh, also Frederick just fell from the roof. He had an accident and we were like, oh, we were like shocked. And uh, it was okay, but my God, he had his head bleeding. But anyway, it's a story, but we were not doing parkour. We were just like playing around. But for me, that's, that's my link. For me, it's art, art and play and play. That's, that's my thing. And I never understand the drive for any others. Like, because after quickly, we have all the other guys from the Yamakasi. And that was a fantastic period because it was a, for me, this is the beginning of everything. For me, I say Yamakasi, uh, my brothers, because also they are the person who, who makes people believe that it is possible. Because despite David's level, despite me doing whatever, before that, before Yamakasi, there was nothing. Yeah. People can, you can look, there was nothing. It's just like, get together, put a name, do this and they, and they were even when they did the movie they were further than David and myself in France mm -hmm. I'm talking in France they're yeah. really together they they're really their their name was bigger they're further as far as the skill oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. they were they were big at some point they were very big so they had their they had their personal journey and mm -hmm. uh and, and again people don't know that but it's the first group ever like I say yeah. it's the first group ever there were no group before so anyhow so for me it's what also we all carry our burdens and our suffering and for me it's like the break when the fames arrived the break of the camaraderie mm -hmm. there were no more because it was all about uh talk and political yeah i was here first well and that's where i disappeared you know when you talk about yeah then you came and then you disappear yeah i disappeared so i i went to a pass of finding who i am and what i wanted to do which i wanted to teach and, and you talk with the guy from Yamakasi or you talk with David, say, yeah, Seb, he wanted to teach. He was always preaching, always with his philosophy and stuff like that. But my philosophy didn't come by just like that. It's because I was, I love martial arts. I love the philosophy with, with, it goes with martial arts. It's not just like you punch someone. It's always like you, your opponent is not the person in front of you, it's yourself, you know, all this kind of stuff like that. And I was so much into that. And, uh, and also with art, if you do art, there is no way you just just about uh, how far you can jump and stuff. Uh, you see things completely different, and that's that's why I came with the, the idea of art de déplacement, because for me Yamakasi, I like to be strong, to be uh, strong spirit, strong mind and stuff like that. But for me, so I couldn't help myself. No, we need to put something to show the beauty of what we do. 
see and that's where i came with art du déplacement it's the, i did the first logo first logo ever and i write it down l'art du déplacement and that's history but nobody now as i say the generation now they don't care they don't even know but but this is how we this is how we started this is why everyone now has got logo now it's just because because we started it so i want to step back for a second because yeah. you're saying you so david was pursuing his thing he was jumping right yeah. um he was, he was he was following in raymond's footsteps um, yeah he had to drive he had to drive so the story that i've heard is that um raymond was jumping buildings way before any of this started as a way to train himself for the pompiers the the military firefighters that he had broken that is that true or is that a, okay. a rumor? raymond was doing what he was doing jumps right he was doing jumps as a way of preparing himself for for the pompiers for the military firefighters mm. no this, this, it's a myth <laughs> i don't even say that i don't want to do you don't know so, so anyways, I, I do know, I do know, but as I say, it's always a story about I say that. And Raymond was very physical. He was trained for the war in when he was in Vietnam for the real war, and then there is no war happened. So after he was he was bring to he arrived in France with all this when he was trained for like really tough. He saw his friend died. I heard it from his from his from himself. Okay, you see people explode with the mind. You know the mines, like you know, like yeah. landfill. Like I don't know, call it you call it mines. Yeah, mines. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I remember. I was there. He, he said that he saw his friend. Like they were, they were joking. There was, it's crazy. Like stuff. Like I, I don't have anything to, to corroborate to say it's true. But that's what he said to me. They were playing with, with the, with the stuff who can explode and they were throwing to each other like this and then just jumping oh my god and stuff like that so it was a completely different mindset like very crazy stuff and when when you arrive in france with all the kind of health and safety it's a bit different even like firefighter is completely different than firefighter now because yeah. they could go to the roof and stuff like that but anyway uh raymond was already gifted mm. he, he had the physical he didn't train to go <laughs> i don't know who say that but he didn't train to be ready for firefighter. He was above the level of firefighter. That's why mm. when I'm the only one who was firefighter, that people can write it for the record. Nobody ever been firefighter in Paris. I'm the only one. I did my class and I did the intervention. I'd, be, I'd been through fires. I've done it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And why I did it? Because I like to know the true story. And I was uh, with L'Equipe Speciale des de Pompiers de Paris because I tried to find out the, the, the story of Raymond Bell. Is that true or is just my friend told me stuff? So mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, I don't know who say whatever they say, but they yeah. didn't go as far as I've been, okay? And yeah. it's recorded, it's written. So for me, so I met someone, I, say, I ask, I asked the guy, is Raymond worth that good? And he said to me, Raymond didn't do the sport, he was the sport. Mm -hmm. that's what he said to me for me it's like wow you know so for me he didn't train for that he was he was already ready and now all the stuff he was doing like when he saved people um uh it's a true story it's written in in the article and stuff like that. He, he saved people from a committed suicide and stuff like that they were always calling him when they had a, something difficult to do after again by respect for for the bell family uh Fung, Katinelli, uh, Shao, William, 
that for me, there is something happened with Raymond. So for me, I don't want to, to I don't want to, by respect, I don't want to dem, uh, make him low, but at the same time, I don't want to put him in a pedestal because you there is, yeah, 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 yeah. People need to, there is, okay, it's part of history, it's there, but now, uh, by respect, for me, it's focused on David. David is the founder, is, is, is the, uh, the guy who's opened the door. Okay, so, so, so David was doing the jumps, um, and, yeah. and then you became friends with him, and you started jumping with him, and I, if, tell me if the timeline that I understand is correct, but that he was already maybe friends with the other Bell cousins, and, the, and you said, the, and Jan, and they were also doing jumps, but maybe it took some time for you guys to all come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if people need to find the chronology, but basically there is only four guys in in Lis. Okay, Laurent, Jan, David, and I. Okay. Okay. So we knew each other, even me not practicing, because Laurent and I we were in um, athletics uh, club, the same athletics club with Laurent's brother Sebastian. So we we knew each other. Okay, Laurent talk a lot about he met uh, Jan when he was doing cross 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 running you know yeah, and yeah. Uh, cross country yeah because this is a small town okay that's how mm -hmm. we know alors Laurent and I we're living in the part of this this uh, is cut in two parts there is the whole list and the the we call it the the, the whole list kind of that's how it's called I can't say it in French but uh, le vieux lis and you've got le long réage le long réage this is where David and, uh, and Jan was Mm -hmm. Laurent and I, we were on the old list. That's why I knew Laurent even before we knew Jan and David. Mm -hmm. That's the connection kind of the story. So I try to answer to the question because we can, we can talk for hours about that. So it's just geographically people can understand, okay? It's two different. And after we move, we move closer to, to Le Long Réage, closer. That's where after we connect and that's where I met uh, um, Jan's brother, we were together with Xavier. And then because it's very, very close, if I show you, you come with me, you say, ah, yeah, okay. It's like, it's very, very close. We're neighbors. And then uh, that's where um, uh, David, David, Jan, and David Malgoin, another person, they were together already. They were already doing the training, the physical training, not talking about parkour. That's to them to discuss about what it was. From my point of view, when I arrived, I knew nothing. I was just like um, pretending I can do the jump and pretending it back. Could it, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And, and, and uh, Frederic was always saying, yeah, could you do this jump? Could you do this jump? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah but do it, do it. So no, I'm not interested in doing it, you know, kind of stuff. Like that. And it's only later on I met David. We crossed and uh, like we, we exchanged. Like uh, I, had a, I had my bike, he had a sandwich. So exchange, he gave me the sandwich. I gave, gave him my bike. So he was doing a circle with his bike. And he just, I just discovered David Bell was with my brother, my older brother, David, in the same, same class. So that's how, you know, it's, it's life. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's how we met. And then was it around the same time that David was spending time in Sarcelles with, uh, with the Bell cousins? Yeah, 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 roughly, yeah, roughly the same time. Um, but yeah, David always sometimes goes to see uh, his dad with his cousin. But also, um, yeah, yeah, this is just a slight structure, just that. yeah, that's it. So there's lots to talk about with the history, which which is interesting. Um, but the thing that is interesting to me that, that I really want, specifically wanted to get to is I'll tell you a little story, which is so. Um, 
when I started parkour, I, I saw David's video on Avance Toujours, right? And, yeah. and I, I was a gymnastics coach and I was doing gymnastics at the time. And I was totally just incredibly fascinated by it. My brother had it on his computer. A friend had like given him a hard drive and had downloaded all these weird videos. And that was one of them. And like, I went and found his name and Cyril's name and like, uh, it, and like I started balancing on rails in between my classes, but I wasn't doing any jumps yet. But I was teaching gymnastics and I, I would uh, cover sometimes the adult gymnastics class. And then I was taking the adult gymnastics class. And there was this guy, Dane, who was there. And he was all, he, the first time I taught the class, they were like, you have to watch out for him. He's always doing weird stuff. So like we'd be over there practicing tumbling and Dane would be dive rolling over a vault box. And then he'd be doing <laughs> laches between two, uh, between the, the, uh, the, the bars or he'd be doing swinging rings and, and, and jumping off the rings. And so I was like, well, you seem like you might be interested in this parkour thing. So I, I, I told him about it and he looked it up and then he goes into the office and he asks for my number and he calls me and says, Hey, do you want to come do, do parkour with me? And, and I was in the middle of final. So I was like, I can't do it now, but okay, we'll do it later. So we go out and we, and we go out together and he shows me all these jumps that he's already done, that he's already, already found jumps and had all these challenges all around the city that he'd been doing at that yeah. point for like four or five years. And then like, also there was a, there's a really beautiful uh, kind of rock climbing, bouldering and uh, like boulder field area nearby a beach. And he was running down that beach and, and traversing the rocks like, you know, once a week for years at that point. Um, but, and there was actually a little club at my university called the Jedi Club where they were taking martial arts stuff and like adding obstacle coursing to it that had kind of all died right as I arrived. Um, but yeah, this, this stuff was, was there. And, and I think that, that like that, that drive for human beings to explore these things has been there. It's always been there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, like, big time. That's why, like, like, when we talk about history, yeah. For me, it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, we, 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 had our, we did our part. But for me, everything has been here. So, yeah. And then, of course, um, you know, there's the whole uh, method natural and all of the stuff that George Hebert came up with, all these skills. Um, and then, you know, my, my understanding is the story with Oleg is that, that he didn't really find parkour. The parkour community found him. And he was already doing, he was already being Oleg, right? And they're just yeah. like, oh, what you're doing is called free running parkour. And he's like, fine, whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to swing around on this thing and jump and flip. Um, so these, these people have been out there, these people who just didn't stop playing as kids. Um, yeah, but it's, it's but, human being. For me, it's like, if you think of it, it's like, like, how is it possible? Like, it's like someone say, yeah, yeah, I created martial arts. So since before me, no one's punching in the face, no one kicking. It's not. It's like I I did it. It's like no. It's like swinging, like jumping, running. It's like metal natural. But when you change the environment and you put like walls and stuff like running, you think you wouldn't do nothing. When you see every children, every children, you don't talk to them about parkour. You let them with the railing. What they're going to do? They're going to spin around and doing stuff. It's already there. For me, it's just like. I will never take away the fact like we're a pioneer. We literally launch a fashion phenomenon. But at the same time, I will not, uh, I will refuse to be like uh, put in the, in, the, in the place where it's just like, yeah, it started from you. It's no, 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 no. We, we have that in us. We just uh, uh, magnify glass and we just put the stuff which was there. We talk about Jackie Chan. We talk about so many. It's there. It's just like, it's just there. That's it. So here, so what's interesting to me though is why didn't it exist before 
Like, why didn't it catch fire before you guys? And, and, and this is what I'm curious. Let me, let me just, yeah. there's something to me that's interesting about the fact that this happens in the Banlu areas, right? And that it's yeah. a lot of immigrant kids who come up with it, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of ethnic minorities. Like, I mean, I think Laurent's the only like 100% white guy in, in your group mm -hmm. in the beginning, right? Yeah, um, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> not true. It's not for me. It's just like this is not the story. It's a story. Well, it's a story suit, but this is not for me. It's not exactly like that. It's not because we're immigrant. This is not because of. Uh, for me, it has nothing to do with it. Okay. It's just yeah. like for me, it's culturally speaking, France is the good land to be outside and do stuff without being stopped. If it was in US, mm, it's a bit different. Because it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's different. It's yeah. like, uh, you've got, you've got weapon everywhere. It's, it's like, it's different. It's a different culture. And I think <laughs> if you see, for example, you've got, I've been shot. Like, <laughs> look at me. I'm like, I started it. I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm off. Yeah, yeah. You, you know the story. You know what I mean? So I, I'll be, I'll be off. Uh, by the way, what do you say? You, I say you're in the US. You're not in the US. Yeah, I'm in the US. I'm, 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 I'm always confused. Because, oh my God, I'm just confused. Okay, anyway, yes, you are in US. So for me, yeah, um, yeah. For and honestly, for me, and I, I travel around the world and I've been in America uh, and I, I've been lucky, I think. <laughs> I mean, my God, I didn't know half of what I know now, but I was just going on railing and doing stuff like that. But for me, it's just like, uh, now it's pretty, pretty tense, but however, it's just like, I don't think it's, it, it could start over there. Despite the hip hop culture start over there, so it's there is there is right. stuff can happen, but but I'm talking more about the landscape and going outside. You know this idea of like for example trespassing and stuff like that. For example, in France, you know jaywalking. Yeah, it doesn't exist in France. It's just like <laughs> what is that? What what is that jaywalking? It's just like you know what I mean. So it's a cultural thing. What I mean by that when we talk about for example Laurent, but there is people. Uh, in between, between before, uh, like you know, the Yamakasi, all the guys, okay. Yeah. Before the guy from um, Lisa Sel, okay, because the cousin of David, but before mm -hmm. Lisa Sel and Avery, the guy from Avery, Guillain, Malik, and Charles, yeah. there is plenty of guys in between. That's why I say, for by respect for me, I like I say, I like the story, okay, the story is like that, it makes everyone happy, but at the same time, I know those who were there. And no one talk about now. Mm -hmm. They still participate. They're not. Their name is not famous. They're not, like uh, there is plenty. Karim, Tinaro, Sebastian. There is plenty of guy. Gono, Bato, like all those people. It's just like yeah, we we are the people in front. But it's like for me, so, mm, that's not the story I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, so sure. go back to what you just say. It's like the question was why. There was why it. Why 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 does it ignite there? Right, Dean's doing it here, and the Jedi Club is here, and Oleg's in in uh, Dvinsk, and 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 you know, I'm sure there's a thousand other stories like that. Yeah, you know, you know, it's a mix of people, the drive. If of it, basically, that's why I say everyone has a part on on it. Uh, after it can always be debate is is the is the problem of anyone. But for me, it's like me had a drive. I wanted to. I wanted desperately find my uh, uh, find the cause of my ignorance and my fear. I find the perfect tool within the 
within David, which I see what he was doing. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die if I try anything like this. But I stay, I gravitate around him because he was my friend. And I was following him. I went with him in Sartel before, before Jan goes there, before Laurent goes there, before, uh, Ma, or even I'm not even talking about Malik uh, Guilin. I was there before, you know. It's not to say like, I don't care the, the time. We were all together. I like that. It's okay. It's fine. But I was there before. So I see David's drive and David pain. So I know, and I couldn't cope with that. I couldn't, I couldn't match with that because we're not, I've got my parents, I've got my brothers and sisters. So for me, I'm fine, you know? But David is, is, was a different thing. And his cousin also had as a different thing. So we were like, there is something very strong, like a kind of a very strong family things over there. And that was the, the starting thing. So it was kind of like a, um, a hobbies, you know, like something we had. We are not good in school. So we had that, like we had that. And, and meeting other people like Jan also, Jan has also the, the things for training uh, because also he had a father who was military, mili military, so he had a tough training. Uh, and I think it's the mix of everyone who has something to prove get together. Everyone had something at some point to prove when you talk to them about their story, you talk with William, you're gonna say, yeah, but me, when I did this, nobody wanted me to do the jump because I was the youngest and da, 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 da. So he had his drive, okay, I'm gonna show people. You talk about Shao, I'm sure he's gonna say something. You talk about Fung, always someone has a drive. And then we create a culture, almost in the same alignment as skateboarding and, uh, and BMX and stuff like that, but we had our stuff. So, and, but we've been influenced by all this. We, I'm not saying we're trying to do skateboarding, but this is our generation. Our generation is Tony Oaks. Our generation training is Rocky, Bruce Lee, Rambo, uh, Charles Neger, all the muscle. This is my generation. And then even like when I was young, there was Dragon Ball started. Some people now, they're very young. They're like, they love Dragon Ball now, no. When I was young, Dragon Ball started in France. You know, I didn't start in France, but that's where I started. So it was all about training. And I was completely into it, like literally into it. And, uh, and we had first the culture of training and then it started to become more, uh, 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 I would say styly, stylistic and more refined because I start to put the name. I start to say, okay, what, what are we doing? Okay, that's the precision. That's how oh yeah, we go to the side of that's tic-tac. I will call it tic-tac because when we go here, it's tic-tac, you know? I did that, you know? And for me, it's just like, and then after it, 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 it built. And then when the Yamakasis guys arrived, he said, damn, it's possible. We can reach, we can reach a, a media level, like another plateau. Because we were, we were in lease, we were good, but we were in lease. Until like the TV came and then we, we until we decided to do a group and we went on TV and then it shows on TV. Now it's a different level. It's a different yeah. level. And then after the guy, because we're on TV, it's one thing. But then after they went to do the movie and when they did the movie, now you just like for the first time you're sitting in your house, you see the name in big Yama Kasisa. Wow, <laughs> they made it. You know, you know what I mean. So yeah, it's not nothing. It's not no, nothing. It's, it's interesting though because you, you didn't think it had anything to do with the immigrant thing, but what you described to me sounds like like what people classically call immigrant mindset, right? There are a lot of kids who are driven, who are struggling, right, and who who had to create a, a new a new thing. Right. But honestly, have you played basketball? Yeah. Have you ever oh, yeah. played basketball? Yeah. You see, you had a boy. Have you ever played football? Mm -hmm. I think every children, every children yeah. has either 
something to spend. You know, when, yeah, when I was in school, yeah, I used to do this. Uh, I used to do graffiti or so because I thought uh, hip hop culture was for me. So I was trying to do like break dancing and stuff. Uh, it was a trial. I tried to do that because it's, we've got energy. That's why I talk about my, my uh, energy things, age of fire and everything. You, you try to find who you are. You see something, it's interesting. Oh, Tony Oaks, oh, I've got a skateboard. I'm into yeah. skateboard, you know? And then after you try to refine, and that's what we were doing, but you go, you go further when you're together. And we, we were together. So we had these things called parkour and we was just, we're just doing it together. And that's it. And then we keep on doing it. And then by being on TV makes us believe like even more, like now we've got something, you know what I mean? I, I got a chance to interview Danny Way recently. You're familiar with Danny Way? Who? Danny Way. Danny Way jumped. He's a skateboarder. He jumped the Great Wall of China on a skateboard. Um, he's had like 20 some world records for highest air and jumped out of a helicopter onto a half pipe. And, um, <laughs> With the skateboard. Correct. Yeah. yeah, crazy guy. Um, his story was a lot about pain though, right? Like he lost his, his, his father as a very young child and then his, uh, his mom struggled with drug addiction and left a, a a relationship with a with a stepfather who was really good um and then he died and then his mentor died <laughs> like all before he was 19 years old um as it's just interesting because I, I you know um i hear those sources of drive right uh in a lot of the the people that uh that you're talking about like what what is that thing that makes it worth pushing so hard to try to achieve something yeah before like i say for me it's like you want to know the origin of something or how, why it's been pushed so far, find the source of the pain. And I always say that, it's like, tell me how much you suffer and I will tell you how much you will succeed. This is, this is for me, it's the way I'm thinking because I look at someone and say, it's not for nothing. It's, it's, you're not doing this just because yeah, everything was fine. I had all my family, I had the food, I have my plate. No, no, no. Any successful person, look the suffering. And how much it means to them. Because many people suffer, you know. But some people, there is specific people, it does something to them. And uh, without being too much, I'm one of them. It's like my story and everything I've done. And, and the way I, I, my life has been directed is through the pain and the stuff I'm not satisfied. And, uh, and for me, this is it. It's all, about, it's all about that. It's about this, the drive. And with David, for example... As I say, he had this drive with his dad. He had no brother, no, like he had his sister, but she's way younger, it's different uh, um, uh, parents, you know. But yeah. he had uh, two um, uh, brothers, but from, basically from his dad, he had two brothers, you know, two, two brothers, uh, but not with his mom. Yeah. And David was the only one with his dad and his mom. I don't know if it makes sense what I'm saying. However, I don't want to, to spend too much time on this, but however, it's just like, I see the story of David. There is a lot of uh, suffering and pain. And, uh, and, and that's, you completely see the drive. Like literally, if someone literally, you put it down, you see, oh yeah, it's, it's a clear drive. Okay. And why I'm looking for that? Because I'm a coach. And, uh, and I'm a public speaker and I'm very interested in the pattern to succeed and to, to reach another level. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm very 
picky in watching things, for example, Mike Tyson and how Cus D'Amato uh, drill him, like all this stuff. It's the stuff like really, I pinpoint, you know, like Roger Federer, oh, he's got his mom and he's got his dad, everything was fine. Why is it like, and you try to find out what is the, the stuff ignites everything and just like, whoa, this guy will never stop because he, he has something to say to the world. It's like, you know, like there is a, there is a suffering somewhere. And uh, yeah, but that's, again, it's my theory. It's, it's the way I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm geared. So the, um, to me, parkour is, is a kind of intentional suffering, right? It's, uh, it's joyful. Suffering, yeah. But it's a choice to struggle, right? Right. It's a, it's a, it's a chosen struggle. It's going out and push putting yourself against something that's going to cause you to be afraid. That's going to cause you to, to uh, occasionally fail. That's going to, it's going to stretch your limits. Um, and it's like, we can work through those things within our personality. And it, it doesn't have to be parkour, right? It could be skateboarding. It could be surfing. Yeah. It could be, um, I think the flow sports in general are particularly good at this because they give you, a kind of uninterrupted way of looking at your own mind and how it reacts yeah. to challenge. But for me, that's kind of at the center of, right. When, when I was coming up in parkour, you know, uh, there was this, you know, the parkour forums, right. Parkour.net. And there's a small community and we're all, you know, parkour purists and, um, wow. It's like, um, and, and, and there was all this talk about the philosophy, the philosophy of parkour. It, was, it wasn't just a sport. It's not just movements. It's philosophy. It's philosophy. But nobody could tell me what the philosophy really was. Mm. Right? Because many didn't have that. Yeah. You need a certain pattern to have a philosophy. You can say philosophy. You can say sentence you read in a book. But to really, as I say, you need to, to do the journey. You need to climb the mountain to have the philosophy and to, to be able to to talk about the philosophy. That's why at some point people say, oh, I said, just keep preaching and preaching. But I was reading the book and I was trying to understand my own demons. So for me, I, I always talk, I was one of the guys talking a lot about the philosophy. And then I stopped when people say, yeah, it was the philosophy. And I start to realize like, I won't say my thing because everyone start to claim they've got it too. So I, I let people talk about their philosophy, but there was none. If you don't have it, you can't say it. Doesn't make sense. But if I talk to, if you ask me, what is your, your philosophy, Seb, I can talk a lot about the philosophy. Say, wow, it goes far. Yeah, because I've been like this from, from day one when I started it. I'm not saying I was an expert, but that was the stuff, that was my drive. Not for the physical point of view, because most of the job, I couldn't do it. You can ask this, and now Seb couldn't do that, Seb couldn't do this. But the philosophy, I was observing and I was really into that the connection with the, with the environment and stuff like that. Like, even when you say about like, I've got my, I've got my idea. When you say, yeah, parkour is suffering. For me, it's not suffering. For, you know, for me, it's not suffering. Parkour is the wooden dummy for life. This is mm. what it is. It's like when you practice, it's like, you, but because it's the closest you can ever find for all the discipline around the world, that's why you connect so much because it's your body with the environment, exactly like a baby when it started and just like, oh, I need to climb these stairs and stuff like that. You interact with the environment. And this, this idea of challenging yourself again and again, and this questioning all the time, can I, can't I, can I do? No, yes, yes, no, yes. And each time you, you it's almost like the old movie Islander, you know, when they cut the people's heads and it gets stronger. 
that's what it does when you do a jump and stuff like that. It's like you don't believe in the, ah, yes, now another level now. It's a new me. And it's the only discipline, like each time you do something, there is automatically a new you. Like reinforcing in your brain that, yes, I can. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. But I didn't have the strength to believe in me. That's why I say for me, it's like a wooden dummy because you practice it until you convince about yourself. That's why it's not so important about the jump because I say the jump comes and goes. But the memory of what you learn, the connection you make, that's what stays. And then it's how you apply, how you apply it to your life. That's what makes you like, okay, now you, you become a Jedi. That's, that's, that's how I see things. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, so. Uh, I'll, I'll pull back. It's it's not suffering. Most of the uh, the of the practice is very, very joyful. Like I was just practicing yesterday, it was incredibly joyful. Injury is suffering. <laughs> yeah, it is struggling though, right? It is it is yeah. choosing to uh, to push and to stretch and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that positive struggle is very meaningful and is a way to oh, to yeah. connect and overcome suffering. And one of the things. Um, One of the things, like I, I always ask, you know, I think everyone who has, you know, you, you hear people, jujitsu, people surfing, you know, whatever, everyone's like, oh, this is the most life-changing practice, right? Um, and and I, so I, every time that I think I'm, I'm going to make a claim about parkour and what it offers, right? I always ask, is, is this claim unique to parkour, right? And like a lot of times I say parkour and other flow sports because it's like you, you get to, like skateboarders are doing the same thing, right? They're yeah engaging in a positive struggle they're doing a jump a new trick they have a, a sense of of overcoming themselves they're developing coordination connections between the brain all that stuff the thing that's unique to me about this is it's kind of like to me it's the it's the er flow sport because it's it's just your body and the environment there's no there's no implement there's nothing that separates you from the environment and there's nothing that you need other than the environment to to engage with it um so, so in that sense, it, it sort of feels like it's the most deeply connecting to the environment, right? Like you're getting, you're getting, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the. We created sport for the enjoyment of people. Mm -hmm. Parkour, no one created it. It was, it is legitimately the thing we're supposed to do. You're supposed to mm -hmm. do it in school, you know, when it's the break, you yeah. should have a, a an environment and this is where you express yourself with 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 the way it is like if we see some people in a indigenous in in the forests of life they will the kids what they're doing they just express themselves and 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 you're right for me it's the, it's the closest to to the connection and but for me he's supposed to educate uh, the society now for something we completely forgot i say for me it's like a whole book it was the end of, so, oh my god what is this book and I don't want to call it parkour for any whatever. It's just like, this is the book. And you see all the, this is who we are supposed to, what we're supposed to do. Like, like a car, you know, you've got the book for the car. Say, okay, well, you, you got the key, turn the key. Okay, now you press here. This is how, this is the gear. Okay, you go like this. Parkour is exactly that. See, we're supposed to do that. You're supposed to climb trees. You will say, yeah, climbing trees, is, is, it's, it's in us. We're supposed to do that. And uh, we need to move. Yoga say that, it's movement connecting with with breathing and stuff like that. parkour is no different it's exactly that you need to connect with your environment and that will unlock stuff in your brain i'm not an expert but it will unlock stuff in your brain it will make uh it will make you think it will it will help you it will definitely help you for many things 
uh, making decision, uh, risk cal calculated risk, uh, because life is about taking risk. People are always like protecting themselves. You're, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because this is observe nature. You will see. If you want something, you need to take a bit of risk. And parkour teach you that every single time. You go outside, say, uh, uh, and it makes you rethink and reassess where you are and what you want to do, how you settle yourself. Okay, I settle now. I'm the, and then say, I oh, really? How about that one? So, uh, and then after you, you can choose five the next. You know that very well. You find excuses. You say, maybe not today because. And then why? 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 Why not today? Yeah, because uh, no, you're sure. It's, uh, and then after, and then you choose. Come on, I'm doing it. I'm not leaving here until I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Ah, okay, I'll commit. I'm gonna do it. And then you do it. Say, yes, yes, yes. And someone <laughs> just walk by, just look at it. Say, what are they doing? Like, what a bunch of idiots! You're just jumping from one block to another block, and this guy is so happy because yeah. it's not. It's not in. <laughs> it's not in. You need to. You need to get in. Yeah. So. For me, the philosophy of parkour, I, I was starting to work on this idea myself and then I encountered the work of, of Jordan Peterson and it really kind of came together. The, the basic idea was that in confronting an obstacle, we can confront the aspects of the self that we need to confront and then we can mm -hmm. essentially, um, as you said, build a new self, a self that's slowly growing and, and, and improving. I also have been really influenced by the work of Mihai Csikszentmihalyi and the flow state and understanding that when we can get in that flow path, we can grow faster as human beings. Um, and it seems like to me that, they're, that, that just engaging in the practice, physically doing it, in some sense, it, it, it's acting out a philosophy, right? Whether you've, you've articulated it or not, it's like there's, a, to, to, to engage in the actions is to show that you are choosing these things and you're and you're making these values important to you so so i do have a sense that there is a philosophy that we we all share to some degree like some 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 overarching themes um that we all share within the um within the, the practice um but it's kind of inchoate it's not described and a lot of times people don't don't know what they're actually committing themselves to in the practice mm -hmm. So I'm curious for your thoughts on that. And then I'm curious for you to say, what, what is the Seb philosophy of parkour? Because I think that you've, you've articulated it uh, on a much deeper the level than, you know, was accessible to us in the early days. Um, and I think we still need to have that conversation of, you know, what is this philosophy? Let me, ask, let me write it down the two questions because otherwise I gotta go all over the place. What was the first <laughs> one? Do you share my sense that to act to, to act out the sport is to engage in some sense with the philosophy, even if you don't understand it, but that it, it leaves it somewhat. I feel like a lot of times people in parkour, they struggle because they don't actually know their why and they don't know what they're acting out. Yeah. But this, it depends on it's the, in my, my system of the maturity phase, yeah. they shouldn't ask if you edge of fire, don't ask, just use, follow your instinct to practice and to express yourself. Don't try to, and this is the age where you don't know, basically. That's the line, you know, when you say, what do you want to do in your life? What do you want to be? You want to be a doctor? Do you be, no, like, I can't answer that right now. It's not possible. Like all my hormone is talking is, ah, I want to spend my, so it's not possible. So for me, it's normal. Like the practicing is normal. This energy, this urge to do, it's absolutely normal. When you reach a certain age, it's different. Now you, 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 you start, the peace start to get together. So for me, yes, you're right. When you act, when you move, you're doing it. 
you you in the philosophy as far as you got the sensi sensitivity you can as far as you can reflect on it at some point you know like say yeah because it's like path you know some like i said there is path the hard path and the soft path and then something the middle ground and you we all searching we explore that's who we are and and for me like talking about this is interesting it's good uh uh meditate about it is good but doing it is life is about doing for me life is about doing that's why when we do when we when we still active that's why I say activity is vitality even you are okay i don't get it but i feel it it's more important to feel it than to get it to be honest you know what i mean if you mm -hmm. ask me like i don't understand how i play guitar but damn i play good look how how many people love what i'm doing you know uh, yeah if i have to choose i choose that one i don't know how i do it but i do it and so that's why for me yeah you yeah i agree with you yeah um my, my friend john Ravicki has this beautiful description of the ways of knowing right we have propositional which is semantic right i can tell you how to do a kong wall but whether i tell you how to do a kong wall or not doesn't mean whether i can do it right so there's procedural which is actually being able to do it and there's perspectival what does the world look like to someone who can do it this is a really interesting thing that i discovered when i started teaching people in gyms um you can teach someone to do a Kong ball in a gym and it doesn't mean that they can see opportunities to do it outside. Mm. Right? They only, they can only see the landscape of, I could vault this when it's shaped like a vault box in a gym. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have to go and build your vision. Um, and then the last one is participatory, which is the idea that like, how, how am I transformed by the process of this thing? Like, what is it like to live within this and to, to be in communication with, with this change, yeah. this relationship? Right. Um, and the interesting thing is that as teachers and, uh, you know, even what we're doing right now is, is mostly exchanging propositions. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But transformation doesn't happen at this level. Right. It has to happen at other levels. And really, even knowledge itself is mostly developed at the, from the bottom up. Right. The only reason we can have this dialogue that we have is because we've engaged in those practices. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's the true. ultimate yeah. richness is in the practice. Yeah. You need. Uh, I think it's in Matrix when he said that there is a difference between knowing the path and uh, and uh, I think walking. walking the path. And for me, it's like to talk about this, you need to go through. We need to exchange. You need literally to, to get there. And for me, it's just like a yeah. We just yeah. For me, it's just like we need to like practice is 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 is, is essential. It's like uh, yeah. For me, it's, this is very simple. It's. It's so simple that it is difficult sometimes. Just like it, this is it. Just go outside, just do it. So don't think, just do it. And then later on, you can, because when we stop and you reflect, you, you can readjust your direction. It's like, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. oh, yeah, mm, mm, I'm going there, you know, mm, I'm going there. But ultimately, you have to do the walk. You need to, you need to find, uh, and people have different, different direction because we're different level where we are and different uh, conclusion of what we've done and everything. That's why sometimes, as I say, like go back to what we said early, it's like when people are like very affirmative of what they want, they want document, they always need to bring the true park or we do like all this stuff. We say, yeah, sounds good, but the world is not like that. The world doesn't work like that. And it's, it's proven, look around, like yoga, how many type of yoga there is? How many? Yeah. Which one is the true yoga? You know, like, it's, 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 this is it. The, the exploration stay. The explorer are still here. But the unification of every... No, look at how a tree is made. The tree is several branches. 
that's 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 right in front the knowledge is right in front of our face we try to have one branch good luck no chance mm-hmm. um, well, what was the second question <laughs> yeah, the second, second question so what is the sad philosophy of parkour oh yeah but for me i struggle a little bit because i've got my academy when i teach uh i like to say it's called free running Fukan free running academy well i teach parkour <laughs> yeah the name to me uh, the name is irrelevant to me what yeah. is important is what i give to the kids i inspire them to to be active and how i can be like someone they can look and say oh i remember i had this guy and when I was young, I was doing this and I saw this guy was doing this and this and this and he affected me forever. Now my life, I want, you know, like kind of this, everyone's got person like that. That's what I try to do, just to be a good inspiration and to transmit this idea of activity and, and to be sure people understand the value of, of the activity, how important it is to be active and, and also to, to reclaim the space. There is private place, okay, but there is space we can. And then people just decide a bench is a bench, says who? Like I can, I can do balance on this bench. It's like, it's a, it's a multifunction thing. So that's, that's what I do with my academy. Now talking about my philosophy, I think I'm, I, now I'm a Fukan method. So I completely move away from parkour because parkour always put a label and a name on it. So I don't know what is the philosophy of parkour, but I know what is my philosophy. And my philosophy is a, holistic philosophy in the spine of what I do there is parkour for sure it's literally on it so I use the word trekking or sparring for what I do but all if you look at it say it's parkour yeah yeah it's parkour because parkour is the essence of the movement it's one of them but it won't stop me to take something else if anyone's coming with something like interesting to me I will put it in mind if someone say yeah but that's not parkour I say that's your journey I'm, I, I'm no more like that. I need to do what I want, I, what I feel is necessary for me. You've got your journey, I've got my journey. So for me, if people ask me, what is my philosophy? Uh, my God, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a big question. It has to be more specific or several things so I can, I can answer. Uh, because ultimately, I don't like the idea I'm just a mover, just someone who moves. Because mm-hmm. for my conception is, uh, it's the, it's the, the body, the mind, and the environment. And all three has to be connected, okay? And we interact with other people who are body and mind. And sometimes they limited your potential uh, by interacting with you, or sometimes they can enhance your potential because we're in the same vibratory level, same frequency, and then we interact. And then it goes like, it goes beyond like, that's what happened with Paco. When all the guys were in the same level at a certain point, and we were like, uh, uh, help each other to, to grow so this energy was very positive so aside of parkour that's where i am i think i i think no i think i'm sure our main superpower is not linked with movement because i always say that a cheetah will always be faster than you a gorilla will always kill you in a cage even you can be a gifted the most gifted human being on the planet the gorilla will win so for me um our superpower is the brain and i value that a lot and uh, for me, what is important is to train my brain. Uh, even like I say, it's a different type of meditation. I started meditation when I'm sitting, visualization. I've got a lot of stuff, but I value a lot about the brain, also how you manage your life. That's why for me, parkour was a part of my life. What I say, it was a wooden dummy to understand 
the tricks, the tools, how it works, how you deal with obstacles and challenges. Once I've got the tools, I've got them. Now I'm sure I've got them. I did my part of the jump, the risky one and stuff like that. Now this is life. How do you deal with life? COVID, I'm not ruled by fear. Paco taught me to not be ruled by fear. Oh yeah, but be careful, you need to protect. I'm not ruled by fear. We're all gonna die, okay? But I need to take, I need to leave. I need to be active and I need to leave. I will protect as much as I can, but I refuse to be, you know, that's, that's, that's my philosophy. And people say, yeah, but the government, the government is not life. The government is, has his own things to do, but yeah. sorry, I practice parkour and parkour teach me something different. That's when so, you talk about philosophy, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. There, there's, it's really striking to me how some of the conceptualization between what, what I'm doing and what you're doing is just it's right on. So you said mind, body, environment, and then you yeah. said that we also interact with other people who are minded. Oh, yeah. So what we say in, in Involvement of Play is that it's a method um, of cultivation through body practices, mindfulness practices, nature connection practices, mm-hmm. and community practices. Those are the four pillars. If you're connected deeply in those senses, then you're going to thrive as a human being. Um, what was the other one that you said that was just really rang for me? Um, I missed it. I got stuck on that one. But uh, um, Oh, what you said was the, the jump is for your life. Oh, yeah. Right. And this is the thing that I, I I had this, this sense that um, there's all these, there's all these practices that we could engage in and that have the potential transformative, but every transformative practice is a double-edged sword. It can, it can help you or it can hurt you. Yeah. Um, And, and when you think that the purpose of it is what happens within it, then it's much more likely to hurt you. Right. So I, I would say it's, you, you don't sustain you. you. You don't end up at 46 still loving this and, and, and doing it and, and feeling healthy in your body and doing stuff um, because, you, because you measure yourself just on how far you jump, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? It's not possible. It's not the way, you know, we talk about longevity and yeah. sustainability. Everyone will find out sooner or later this is not, they need to reassess and readjust their, their purpose if they want to, to keep on going longer. So it has to be about how the jump transforms you. Yeah. And right. for me, that's why I moved from parkour to freelancing because at, at origin, it was pretty straight. You know, there is not so much about philosophy, but because for me, it's philosophy. And then I say, you know what, I'm going to do my own and I'm going to explain my own way. And then I come up with free running. Mm-hmm. But free running's been taken and they do something different. For me, so I move away from that because there's no philosophy. It's not, it's not the martial art kind of way of doing Because for me, it's always like, you know, like when you see Miyagi, for example, in, in Karate Kid, okay? Yeah. Is, Daniel-san is like cleaning a car, like washing and like waxing a like car and stuff like that. It's like, for me, it's like, what is that? It's not martial art. And then the master appear. appear. He say, okay, come back. Now show me this. And he showed me that. See? And then after he started to realize, now go back, do it. Now you understand. That's what I think about in my, in my head, how I see parkour. Like people can still do, oh, I did the IMAX jump. I did. Yeah, great. This is not the end of it. Okay. 
because you will at some point you will get hurt because your body is not it's, it's like a bike you you don't try you take your bike every day and try to do the the biggest wheel the biggest no your bike is too right so for me it's like how do you translate it in your life that's where you get to the next level it's like it's and some people will say oh i want to translate right now no 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 you need to do the journey you still need to do a bit of pain and you need to suffer like you say you need to you know all this stuff you need to go through this you need to experience that but then quickly you need to understand what is my biggest challenge right now it's life my friend and if you don't yeah. get it if you don't believe it just wait it's come for you because everyone i know or the same age as me when even younger you see you say your friend like at the age of very even yesterday i was talking with someone he talked to me about his life from the age of eight what he has to do i was like whoa eight yes he had to take care of this give food for this person and so that. you're not supposed to do that yeah and i said uh, in my head said, you see this is it this is life it has nothing to do with parkour but this is like so much of a of a of an experience it shapes you it will shape you with with or without parkour it will shape you in a negative or positive way so lucky for those who got parkour and they can translate because damn it give you such a weapon such a tool to to face because you you see things differently an obstacle is no more an obstacle it's become a stepping stone that's why we we desperate to find new jump people say what are they doing why are they looking for all the jump like this is scary no we want more <laughs> we, we want more what is it's like someone want to have more challenge and more difficulty in his life that's beautiful for me it's in terms of of uh, mindset the shift of the mindset uh, fear it's still there, but it's, it's not like something you, you're like, you completely scared of. It's no, no, it's, it's, it's normal. It's, it's important. It's, it's part of, it's part of who we are. And for me, that's it. Like, like a jump. What is a jump? Okay. This is the idea of commitment. There is like the before the, the middle part and the, and then the after, you see, is of the past, the present and the future. Everyone who does a jump, you see how to do the jump and what happened. Okay. You're focused about what you're doing right now, okay? Or you focus on your present, you fully commit, okay? When you do the jump, you've got this teeny tiny moment of like, uh, I don't know, where you don't even know if you're gonna make it, but you're, you're already committed, you're in there, you're in there. And then after you fully commit, and then you land. And your landing is the result of your commitment. If you hesitate, that's good. So this is life. If you take that after, it's so, oh, maybe, maybe this works in my life try that's that's sometimes when i say this is my story from uh, working with madonna james bond all this stuff going dancing on ice and stuff like when my agents contacted me it's not because i wanted to be into, it's just like it's my head say uh, you never done any roller rollerblading nothing like that you've never done any skating you're gonna be in the ice in front of the tv oh my god such a shame if you fall oh my god if you drop the lady oh my god Oh, and everything in my head says, don't do that. Don't do that. You're Sebastian Foucault from Jump, from Jump Down, James Bond. Don't do that. It can demolish your reputation. So that, and guess what? The training one say, let's do it. Let's do it. You see? Then that's because we're trained. Yeah. See? Because we're trained. So what popped in my head as you're, as you're talking there is this idea that like, I, I kind of describe parkour as a quest for meaning, right? We go out and we seek out things that, that allow our life to be more meaningful, right? And it sort of becomes a philosophy when you, when you recognize that it's a place to learn lessons that you can apply to life.
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, cool. So we, we agree. I guess we'll, yeah. we'll move on from that. So, it's so much the same page, like what you do. For me, it's like if I was talking with someone who's, um, I, I can still like find a, a connection, as I say, with people who does competitions. Uh, but there is particular individual, and I can very quickly speak with them and, and see where they're not, they're not here yet. You know, like you talk with them saying, yeah, I understand this is your past, it's normal, your age of five, star, but you're not here yet. You, 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 you know, but you, we are definitely the same past because also you definitely, uh, you pass age of fire. You're, you're, you're not fire. You, you, you're, you're literally in the place where it's about meaningful and functionality of what you do. And, and uh, it's more like getting closer to, I don't like to, the word mastery, but it's more like, okay, I've done, I've been to the war, I come back from the war. Now, what do I do with all this knowledge? How do I serve? How do I help? That's functionality. That's edge of water. And, yeah. and, and that's, this is, uh, yeah, that's what we can, we can talk. If I was talking, I bring an edge of fire. We, uh, like we did a, a podcast and we talked with three people and they, you will see the way talk. He will always try to convince us with this, <laughs> with this, with this stuff because it's, it's his drive. It's inside in, of him. It's, it's, he needs to test his limit. He needs to know he's the one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I agree generally. I, I, I'm still, there's some things that I, I really want to accomplish, but I can feel that that, that side of the, the practice is very, is, is receding, right? Um, because you're waving. Remember, I, I think I explained to you all this stuff about the waving, you know, like yeah. the waving. It's very hard, especially when you're still, uh, you're not damaged. Mm -hmm. That's where the ego takes place because there is a teeny tiny voice to say, hey man, you can do that. That would be good if you do that. And then it's, it's a battle. That's what I call waving. It's like, okay, that's enough. This is good for me. This is perfect. And then someone's like, yeah, but if you do that, you can because you've got the skills you've got. The, and then that's where you're waving. So you still want to achieve stuff. And that's part of it. It's normal. Yeah. For me, from what I developed, when you talk about my philosophy and my system, I'm still, I say, I'm still exploring and experimenting my stuff. But the more we talk, each time I talk with someone, I just say, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I see, you know? And uh, that's the way it is. So I wanted to talk to you about um, some of the, 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 the way that you set up training or look at training, because I think that's quite interesting too. And um, like for me, when I discovered parkour, you know, we talk about parkour as like the, the, the kind of the base sport. There's always you and there's always an the environment. But a human being isn't just a thing that moves through the environment. A human being is something that manipulates objects. And a human being is something that can move and fight. And, we, and it's like, for me, uh, it's not a complete physical art unless you have those things, right? You got to be able to move with other people. You got to be able to move uh, things around, right? Um, so I, I always try to have some martial arts. And then, then later I added dance and I always play with, with objects as well. And yeah. one of the yeah. things that was interesting to me about discovering, about reading Julie Angel's book was how much martial arts was actually also a part of the inspiration and the origin and the practice in the early days of the parkour community. It seems like it's been lost. Um, but that's, that's an interesting thing to me. But also, um, I really loved it when you said, you got to play the game, right? You got to spar. Yeah. And that, that's something that I've been talking about since 2009, I guess, right? Is, and now we've got know, more chase tag. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting yeah, because it brings, yeah it brings it brings this element i've been missing for a lot it's like damn it was just doing plyo and jumping uh 
a few climbing. Now people climb more. Now they did a lot of descent and stuff like that. But yeah. at some point it was only kind of jumping, a few acceleration takeoff. And for me, it's like, and I come from athletics. So for me, it's like, people don't run. But if you knew about VO2 max and all the stuff, the cardio and stuff like that, for me, guys, like, we can't claim we ultimate if you don't run because, like, it's, it's, in, it's in us. And now we've got the form of running which is suited to us, which is tag, is escape and chase. Of course, watch chase tag, like, it's kind of a, it's an environment with rules and stuff like that. But it brings interest for the parkour community to start to think about running and use the parkour skills in a, uh, it's like in an efficient way from A to B, like just for pure primal, like even we take away the A to B from a pure primal way. The most, like for me, that's why I like Bruce Lee stuff. This is it. We're coming. We're getting close to the MMA style. This is real. This is the real stuff, you know. Like, oh, I'm going to do a double Kong. Yeah, try to do your double Kong. I'm going to catch you. But if your double Kong works, it works, you know. And then now you see, you want to do a, a wall run. Show me if you can do the wall run without me catching you, you know. It's not just tidy stick and it's like, yeah, I got all the time I want. So no, it's been done for like, this dog is crazy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bite you because, uh, and then you're like, da, 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 da. do you have it now? You have your skill right now. You climb trees. We can climb trees because you know it makes the body connections. But you're closest to do something if you've been chased in the tree that someone who's never been to the tree spending your office and sitting down. So man, you lost it. You lost your superpower. But you have it because you practice the real. And even climbing tree, you can climb slow, but you can also practice tag in the tree. And that's where it becomes oh, now they've got the functionality, a martial art aspect of parkour, the stuff I wanted to develop for a long time. I say, said, you're too far away. Nobody cares about that. And for me, it was like, yeah, I want to develop that. That's why also I take uh, the watch chase tag. I take a team under yeah. my belt because for me, I, I can't exp- can do everything I want to experiment. Everything I've been reading for, for ages. I said, finally, whew, I can practice and see how it works and stuff like that. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, so I was telling you, my buddy, uh, Justin, just competed in, um, in World Chase Tag. So now he's like, okay, motivated to try some of these things that I've been talking about. So, so yesterday when we got together to train, um, we started by, so classic thing that you do in the parkour community is, um, is follow the leader. But most parkour yeah. athletes have such poor cardio conditioning. that You, you ask them yeah. to do, you know, you have like a line of five people and they all do it. Like everyone gets exhausted really fast. So we came up. This was an idea that I got uh, essentially through my track training, uh, you know, but we, we did these dynamic warm-ups where you'd walk and then sprint, uh, then do some kind of yeah, sprint, yeah. sprint walk. And so I was like, well, why don't we, why don't we walk and then do a course and then walk and do a course, but do that as a, as a follow the leader thing. So we still get some kind of improv and then we can, so that's like, that was our warm-up, right? So you just walk and then one guy will do a, a course and everyone has to follow him. And then you have to, you have to be able to not think about the course and just do it. Um, and then, and then, you know, after that guy gets a little fatigued, he goes to the back of the line and he goes through until everyone finishes. But then you can, you can, you can, uh, you can add a layer, which is when you're walking, you can't tag, but as soon as you start running, then you can tag and then you can move up the line and see how fast you can move up the line. So this is the first game. And then the second game we played was, uh, I, I like contact, right? I'm a big guy. I'm 225 pounds, right? I'm like, ah, I, this world chase tag thing would be hard for me to keep up with these little guys. But if we could tackle, if they had to tackle me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see? Yeah. Hey. 
So, so, uh, so, um, so we, we so we play this game where um, we have uh, you have a course that you're going to do, but instead of just having a series of obstacles, you have defenders trying to interrupt you. And we've played this this game. Uh, we've played with this a lot. And one thing that's really interesting is you see in parkour a lot of times people get stuck in paralysis by analysis before a run up, right? So they're they're thinking about the running and they're like you know, I have to get this step, this step, this step, and then they get all weird and they stop in the middle of it. And what we found is like, if you, if you just like push them right before they're going to go and they have to adapt and then go, we break that. Right. So we really love, we really love that. The other thing that I love is doing triggers where like, you don't get to decide when you go, like you yeah, have to go yeah, yeah. go to break that. But yeah, so we, we have this game where, yeah, one guy's standing in between me and the obstacle and I got to get around him and then I got to go to the obstacle and then there's another guy between me and the next obstacle. Um, this to me is where it gets so much more interesting and also so much more transferable. Like, I feel like a parkour athlete has a lot of really f wonderful characteristics that would transfer to any sport. But yeah. if they don't have aliveness, if they don't have read and react and perceive the environment and, and, and adapt, then it's, you're not, you're not truly an adaptive athlete yet. Right. Yeah, that's for me. That's what I like. Is now what it does. It brings uh, um, professionalism, but more like in terms of training. Before, like people say, "Hey, I'm a top athlete, uh, Parkour." But when you're real uh, into sport, you know, like a top athlete is because he's got a good cardio and also he can sustain a, a big chunk of of a, a session for training and stuff like that. And also, you you can measure the uh, the performance okay based on the specificity of what you do and stuff like that. but in parkour for a long time this the performance was measured based on the size of the jump you're doing and the risk you're taking it's always like that and the technicity but not so much about the specificity of like you've been chased and now you have to use your skill without even thinking like an animal when they've been chased and then boom they have to go and they're just like this is it he has to come now not just uh, same with martial art you learn all your technique you may be very technical very strong puncher, very whatever. But then when you want to, to the specificity and the real primal thing, which is a fight, I put in a cage, sometimes people just freeze. They have nothing left. You say, but man, you are brilliant on the training. You've got none. That's the stuff for me for a long time. I was thinking, say, yeah, that's not exactly what I mean by, you know, and when I hear what you do, it's now, you see, because now you've got in mind uh, the specificity of what you try to reach. You've got your knowledge, okay? Mm -hmm. And now you strike to, now you divide a training which will uh, affect a certain uh, area of your athletes, like which is cardio, awareness, but not awareness when it's prepared, awareness, like, like for example, Bruce Lee, when you talk about non-telegraphic -tele, non move, you know, yep. in like stuff like that. All this stuff for me, like, that's good. Now it's coming. I, I, I'm so happy. Like when Bruce Lee said also like, uh, to reach me, you must move to me. You attack offers me an opportunity to intercept you. For me, it's the same with World Chase Tag. It's to reach me, you must move to me. And for me, it's your attack offers me an opportunity to evade you. And for me, it's all this stuff. Ah, oh, finally, it's there. And that's, yeah. that's the stuff for a long time I had in my head. It's like, for me, I'm so happy I can still be here and, and be able to do that. Because for me, as I say, it's not so much about say I did it. And I, it's just like, I want to be here and play. I want to be part of the, of the game. I want to be in. I just want to be a spectator. I say, oh, that's good. Now they're doing it. You know, it's just like, we're in it. <laughs> yeah. I always say, I just want to be able to, I want to help create potential training partners, right? That's the whole goal. That's super it's like, cool. That's super cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's much better. It's much better than, as I say, everything is cool. But for me now, it's become better. Uh, 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 I like uh, ch parkour challenge. You know, like people create a set up a lot of stuff, almost like bouldering. And you have to, I absolutely love that. I'm thinking like maybe I should do that, but I want to do it just for me. I don't want to be, oh, Seb is part of me. I don't care about being number one, two, three. I, all I need is give me the piece of paper and I can track where I am. And that's all I need because I know how to, what I try to achieve. And just, it's not to push myself. It's just to keep myself like afloat, like to be active. That's it. Speed training also, speed, speed challenge, fantastic. I absolutely love that. I think it's, it's brilliant. And watch a tag, one, two, three. The, 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 the styling stuff like that, that's not my cup of tea. I'm not just like, wear whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't have any problem with it. In fact, I, th I think it'd be fun someday to compete in that. I don't think I ever will because I won't have time. Yeah. But, um, but, but I, would be, I would be open to it if it was, if it was fit and, and had, had, the, had, had uh, the right opportunity. Um, for me, but, it's like, if it took, sorry to interrupt, for me, if it, if it took kind of a gymnastic style, I'm not interested. But now if we bring something more like the dancing part, like, you know, gymnastics could be like, like a killer, literally. If they don't like, oh, no, no, you can use the music, you cannot. Like, if they literally allow more creativity with, the, with, the, with music and stuff, like, it can be like something like, even the entrance, instead of someone carry the guy, it's like, you can choose like your entrance to catch the bar. I know it's because for the performance, you want to save your energy. You know what I mean? You know, for the bars. But for me, it's like, could you imagine like the guy can come up with like something, it's like, whoa, and then he put his music when it starts and stuff like that, it, it can be, that's where it interests me because, you know, when you talk about the flow and stuff like that, you know, when you're in a tree, you know, like you see, you see path and you see stuff, it's like, oh my God, could you imagine? Now, stylistically, I love that because if I have to judge you based on how you, and we, you see, we can be both of us, we can be the judge and we can judge like, is the person doing, we can have like, uh, where it's prepared and where it's unprepared, you know, where, yeah. and then you choose your music. And then you come and you demonstrate what you can, how you perform with the music. And that, that. for me, it's, I'm, now I'm watching that. I'm watching that. Seb, are you familiar with the concept of aliveness in martial arts? Liveness in martial arts? No. What is it? So um, my, my friend Matt Thornton uh, debuted this term. But, but basically, you know, I think he came up with this before the early UFCs. But he was doing essentially free sparring. Uh, before this, he was a he was a student of J uh, Ji Kundo, but he felt like Ji Kundo had kind of lost its way. And his his basic thing was that once you actually ask people to fight, the only people who can fight are the people who fight, right? In training or do some kind of fighting in training. So, so judo, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, boxing, uh, Muay Thai, um, Kaikushin, you know Shotokan. There's a few of them, like. You have to, in martial arts, he says, you have to be able to deal with an, ener uh, an, an opponent's energy, their timing, and their rhythm. And if you're not training in a way that's exposing you all the time to those things, then you're not really training. Like, uh, not, not to be a fighter. Um, Bruce Lee famously said, um, you know, fear not the man who's practiced a thousand punches. Fear the man who's practiced one punch a thousand times. Um, and... I actually think that, that, that he, he, he made a mistake on that one. You need to fear the person who's practiced punching a thousand people who are trying to punch him back, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a lie. Yeah, yeah. But you need to understand, I think it's just like, yeah, you made definitely a point. 
it's just the meaning behind it when you say the it's more the idea of how you when you drill something for a lot how accurate and fast you can be when you it's more about the uh, the the virtuosity you can reach when sure. you 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 practice a lot something you just like yeah. be careful be careful it's partially true know. right it's a it's a yeah. partial yeah. truth yeah, yeah it's, it's true it's true because, uh, it's true there's a lot but, of people yeah. who practice many there many is so much element in, yeah, yeah 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 but in martial, martial art there is so much element into martial art and i'm not even a specialist but as i say it's specificity and and uh fighting in a cage is not fighting outside uh yes. being prepared is not not less different than not being prepared being with your family is not the same when you're by yourself so yeah. for me it's like damn if you go in that path yeah, there is train. a lot the way we train right like we we use gloves sometimes but we also yeah. we also we make sure that we are fighting barefisted <clears throat> for part of the training you have to do it lighter you can't hit each other as hard um but so you do a lot of you practice a lot of fighting uh, traditionally I have this year has been hard because of COVID, but usually like, yeah. um, our sessions, uh, it's probably like 70% kind of, uh, okay. parkour based and maybe 60% parkour based and then like 20% martial arts based. And then like, uh, oh. some okay, I'm moving. I'm coming. <laughs> I, want <laughs> to, I want, there is so much stuff I want to do, but martial arts is one of the things I always wanted to do. It's just like, I always felt like I don't want to fall into the dogma uh, place. And there is mm -hmm. plenty, you know, which, and I don't want to sound like, oh, this guy wants to be the knowledge of guys. He's never done it. And he wants to impose in us his knowledge. But for me, it's like, uh, it has to be something MMA based. And I need yeah. to speak with a person and I can see he's okay, been there. He knows, he knows like, uh, I, basically, I don't want to waste my time doing it as a stuff. Man, no, just like, this is, this is irrelevant to, you know what I mean? It's just like... Uh, yeah. There's a guy so, I trained with in, in England named Steve Morris. Okay. Go, tell me, go tell me, I go do this and tell me uh, your experience. He's, he's so far ahead in, in, on this aliveness stuff and, and understanding human beings from an evolutionary natural movement. Is he in London? I, is he in London? Sure. Where is, I'm not sure where he is. I'll find it out. I'll let you know. Okay, cool. Good, uh, good, good, good. So, okay. So the, the reason I bring this up, okay. So aliveness, we were talking about acrobatics. Right. So years yeah. ago, so when I first got started in parkour, I was also interested in CrossFit. Right. And CrossFit yeah. had this idea that the, you know, they, they were really like one of the, they were, I, I think that the, the isolationist reductionist approach to the body sort of peaked in the 1980s. Right. It's like cardio and bodybuilding machines and circuits, body part by body part. Right. And like CrossFit was like one of the first real explosions along with parkour of um, like, let's look at a more generalist more athletic approach. And they, they, they had this idea that the ultimate athlete is the athlete who can perform best across the broadest set of tasks, uh, which I think is a good model. I think that you also have to look at how relevant, how important are the tasks, but it's still a good model. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, they made the claim that basically that, that best athlete would be a combination of a gymnast, a weightlifter, and a middle distance runner. And, and I thought that was interesting, but I was like, well, obviously we got to put parkour in there. Um, <laughs> and, and martial artists you have to have martial arts in there um yeah. but but i i was one of the things they said is that gymnasts learn sport learn new skills new sports faster than other athletes and so i was teaching gymnastics at the time and i met um at a gymnastics conference a cirque du soleil recruiter and i was talking to him about that and yeah. he said yeah you know uh 
parkour uh, or um, gymnasts do, do like figure new stuff out quickly. And so do parkour athletes. But in Cirque, the athletes who figure things out faster than any other athletes are capoeiristas. Oh. And so when you were talking about what, what would make gymnastics, what would make the style, what would make that so much more powerful? I'm talking about more like dance, but also more interactive, more alive. The thing about capoeira that's so beautiful to me is you, you have to be able to do your acrobatics freeform, yeah. right? And you have to be able to do it in interaction with and competition with another person yeah. and yeah. coordination with music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of things happening. Yeah. It's just not just like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's My kid, like the base is parkour, capoeira, MMA, um, strength training, right? That's, that's the base. So much, that's so much has to be done. But what I like is now, now parkour's, there is more, more knowledge. That's why sometimes we talk about the, the origin and I sometimes say, okay, let's talk about this. But for me, it's like, it's like an album. It's part of the book. But the most, the most interesting bit is now. Despite, yeah. as I say, like all the people, like sometimes it goes all over the place. I'm like, my God. But all these things interest me a lot. The, the training, the knowledge. Uh, for example, someone who plays piano doesn't have the same brain of or someone like me, for example. Because mm -hmm. the way it's, it's, it's set up, you know, like the way you, how the brain is working. For me, if you can implement this into a training, something like that, and then divide, like, for me, all this stuff interests me, like the coordination and like high coordination and high coordination and all this stuff. There is so much knowledge available out, uh, outdoors. For me, that's what interests me, how we combine them together, this idea of move, moving and how we can be better. But for me, it's always like the idea of like, we, can, we, are, we are more than what we are right now. For the moment, we, uh, the society shapes us in a certain way, which works for what we have to do. You have to go to work and stuff like that. But I don't think, I, I believe there is more than that. But again, it's just me, but I believe there is more than that. But uh, again, when we talk about other interacting with other people, we're just fighting our own belief. Like, Ari, yes, I, I need to believe it. And other people also who tell you that, mm, you know, like you should not think too much like that because of, you know what I mean? And, and you can see in parkour how you evolve. You see the early, <laughs> early parkour and now it's like the gap is huge. And oh, yeah. it's, even, it's even hard to think like, 10 years later, it's going to be even better. It's like, no, come on, you will stop at some point. But you're always surprised. There is new concepts going to come and new ideas. You know, like we talk about, you see the way how you, you teach about the, like the running and stuff. Like, it's going to be more refined. And I love that. It's just like, oh, now we're just not just like, oh, block to block. That's it. Oh, I did it. It's just like, no, now it's become the human machine and all the movement and stuff. Like that. It's become fantastic. And uh, yeah, for me, I, that's where I'm, this is the part where I'm very happy. As I say, I'm not, there is other part where I'm less happy, but, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't stop my journey as an explorer. So I can still do, do my journey. Yeah. I mean, I, I generally think that positive action is more powerful than negative action, right? Yes. That yes. I agree. We, I agree. We have more power to, to bring what is good out of parkour forward by focusing on growing the things that are important to us than by yeah. focusing on preventing other people from doing things that we don't think are, 
optimal or representation. Yeah, they will do it anyway. The people will do. You need to do the counterbalance. You need to do what you want to do. Yeah. It's like, so I don't, I mean, you know, Taekwondo is in, is in the Olympics and the Olympic version of Taekwondo is very strange and has very little to do with self-defense. Right. And, and most Taekwondo schools now are, 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 are based on that, but that doesn't mean that you can't train Taekwondo kicks and oh, actually yeah. Yeah. martial arts. Right. Like you can, you can still do it. You can still, yeah. you can still find the depths of the philosophy of the martial art. You can still apply exactly. whatever you want with it. And, and if parkour is in the Olympics, like I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, but, but also I will be happy about it because I'll have friends who are going to have careers and make money, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it won't stop me from, from teaching the elements of it that are, that are passionate and interesting for me. Yeah, for me, as I say, for me, there is stuff like I couldn't care less because I say, I say, we all have life and what happened to me, uh, happened to me, what happened to you, happened to you. You've got opportunities come for you, just for you. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and you have to deal with it. And for me, it's just like Olympic, that wasn't my plan. It's someone else's plan. It's going to be someone else's journey, uh, someone else's destiny. Uh, but, but for me, also, I'm a different, as I say, also, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I come from just the beginning, so it's a bit different. Uh, I think for me, when people talk about parkour, even sometimes people say, yeah, parkour should do. I'm, I'm already past that. For me, I don't even try to get uh, a community together. I don't even try to get uh, uh, the parkour recognition of this and that. For me, it's just like, it's, it's someone else battle. Like, and and, and uh, I'm glad sometimes to see what people do. Like, I think it's parkour earth, work very hard to yeah. stop. Uh, great on them fantastic what they do but for me it's just like that's that's not i'm not i'm not in this battle i we don't live yeah. long like for me we don't live long so for me it's just like you have to do what you want to do for you right now and yeah. uh, that's simple and uh, and that's that's what drives me a lot when we talk about my philosophy it's just like yeah uh, for some people may think oh it's selfish or whatever for me i'm really thinking about myself and the people are right next to me or people I talk, for example, you, you contact me, said, do you want to do a podcast? Yes. You know, because, because we, you know what I mean? We know each other. If I come, if I go in, in US and say, hey, Raph, I'm near you, that's it. But it's nothing to do with the community. It's nothing. People say, yeah, but that's about the, I don't know what that means. I know people in Colombia. I know people in America from all over the place. I know people like, in, like everywhere, like almost everywhere, you know, but that's, they're my friends. People can mm -hmm. put a name on it. That's their, their business. For me, no. I know those, those guys. Even the guys say, oh, now I, uh, you know, uh, Ref Stop Parkour. You're still my friend. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll be interested in your journey as an explorer where you are, because I know you probably will stop the movement, like the, the movement called Parkour, the, the move called Parkour, but I know you will not stop. And if you stop, I will, I will be curious to be, what happened? Tell me, what, what makes it? That's what is interesting for me. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I, I agree almost completely with it. I think I'm in a very similar place, right? Like Damien and Julie and the people who are, who are fighting hard for parkour earth. I admire what they're doing. I think it's important. Um, and I also think that there, there are, as an individual personally, it's about my relationship with other individuals and my ability to create things that are, are exciting for me. And I, yeah. and I think that's fundamentally who you are, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. that, that you're, you're a creative person, right? Yeah. And that, that when you're in a position of, crea of creation, then that's where you're going to have your, your best ability to help the world. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, 
And also for me, like people don't know, but people see me, oh, it's the guy from James Bond, blah, blah. But that's not who I am. It is who I am. But I'm also, I'm a frustrated artist. Uh, I speak too loud. I said, it's a piece. It's a I piece. Thought it was <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just like, um, uh, yeah, I like to paint. I like to draw. And as I say, I'm a frustrated artist because it's normally that was my path. It, mm -hmm. it is, no, that was, it is still my path. This is where I'm, I'm that's what I'm doing now. I reclaim uh, who I am, but I struggled a lot for a long time because uh, the stuff I was doing with my friend was working and I was get, doing very well with what I was doing. But deep inside, my thing is for me is like, um, yeah, I'm an artist. That's it. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's the... And, and that's why for me, when people, everyone's got a battle, but I can't take all the battle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, uh, I did a bit of acting. I love acting. I don't like the environment of the, the movie environment because I don't know how it works. And it's, for me, uh, maybe I'm a bit naive, but for me it has to be more simpler than that. But um, I don't know. It's just like, uh, like, like you say, I want to enjoy and be with people that I enjoy. And, uh, and if I struggle, I want to struggle with people. Like if we're doing a battle, we're in a boat together and we say, you need to, we go this way, guys. We all go, yeah, all together. And then we, we see like, we look at each other and say, yeah, we're going for that. Only us, we can't bring everyone. It's like, yeah, we're going for that. And that's the ride. And for me, it's just like, uh, uh, again, as I said, but I'm, as I say, I'm, uh, sometimes I'm always, I always say that, I say that to my girlfriend. I say, it's funny because, not funny, but I always have this, um, uh, I'm always focused on death, not focused, but death is always present and all ephemere. Ephemere is like impermanence. Yes, ephemer ephemeral. That's how we say it in, in English. Uh, e ephemeral. Ephemeral is, is always, I'm not, I'm not a, a depressed person or very negative stuff like that. You can see I'm always laughing, yeah. but ephemeral is constantly permanent in my in me it's like mm. constant you yeah. you we say something something to, someone talk to me about something it's always linked like it's very 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 close on my decision on everything it's just like you, we don't have time for that guys you 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 completely miss the point you have no idea how quick things goes yeah like i don't know what's next but I'm, as far as i'm concerned if you think too much about that, you completely miss the point. <laughs> it's just like, you, that's not the time you don't have. It's only when uh, uh, the things have, like things happen, you realize how, like, it readjusts stuff. Like say, this is, this is what life is about. It's like, you can do it. Like, you know, you've got your parents, your parents won't be here forever. You've got children, you've got this. Be careful, like, this is it. Like, this is, this is what it is. I don't know everything. I'm not the expert, but, Talking about this, it's irrelevant. This is irrelevant. This is, and why? Why are you thinking like that? Come on. I don't know. It's because uh, ephemeral. Because I've got the, this idea of ephemeral. And even when I post the Instagram, that's what, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's why um, always around me, like, like uh, something always, always with me, always. It, it affects me. It affects me when I see uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. You know, he affects me. I don't know him. I admire, I see what he's talking. Uh, I'm, it's not part of my family, but it just reminds me, you see, you see, mm -hmm. Brian, Brian was my first coach in, uh, in my academy. 
and he passed away. I went in uh, Cayman Islands. By the time I spoke with him, by the time I come back, he's gone. So it's, it's things like for me, not to make me depressed and things, it's just like, this is what, this is the reality. Stop thinking but, we're invincible and stuff like that. I think that it's funny. People talk a lot about fearlessness with parkour. And I always think that's the completely wrong frame. Fearless is dead, right? Mm. Like, like if I, if I, like I, if I become apathetic to the fact that the things that I'm doing are dangerous, I, I stop because I know I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's not, it's not about fearlessness. It's about having the proper relationship with fear. And I think it's yeah. also about having the right relationship with death. And I think that a lot of times people, they're afraid that if they have a relationship with death, that it's going to, that it's going to depress them. <laughs> but when you, but it, do, it doesn't necessarily, right? And we see this no, in Buddhism. It happen, yeah. you, you have to practice non-attachment, right? Uh, samurai, Buddha, it's like the samurai. Yeah, the samurai, the Buddha, right? Like when you when you've accepted that you're that you're already that you're going to die, when you've truly accepted that you're dead, then you have freedom of action. And, yeah, um, it's like I, I read also the. Have you read the Agakure? I haven't yet. I need to. Yeah. The Agakure is the is the book of samurai, and you read it. It say like you develop the. Uh, I don't know that sentence like kind of the love of a, it's not the love of the death but it's like it's the idea of understanding that you will die that's where that's how you can go into the battlefield because now instead of you're just like no it's it's as as much as i enjoy life i enjoy death and it's, mm. it's very it's again you know we talk about philosophy that's part of a philosophy, something I can teach in my, in my academy, because my academy is about playfulness, et cetera. but that's where I am now for me. So a lot about, if we also you're into martial art, we can talk for hours because for me, it's, I'm so much into that, the, but the, not the, 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 the one with the rules, literally the, the philosophy with this idea of you're going to die and how you can face your destiny with standing like, like, uh, like, like a warrior and like literally understand like uh, you have that's why we talk uh, such some subjects sometimes like we talk about the COVID for example I've got a completely different I, I can hear it because I've got, I've got responsibility I've got my company and stuff like that. I do all the measure in place but my deep philosophy tell me stuff different it's like guys at some point it's just like this is uh, you, you treat like like we need to be all protected in the bubble and nothing gets for me. So this, we're gonna suffer. This is not how it works. Safetyism. So I mean, there's. We can't be reckless, right? Like when you're standing on the edge yeah. of a build, you don't be. Uh, you don't be. You're aware of it, right? When when when. Well, you can. Virus. You can, but you will pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So when there's a virus that can potentially kill people, you know, kill your you or more, you know, more likely older people who are related to you, then you yeah. need to be cautious. You need to be aware. But yeah. at the same time, um, if you're not the person who steps to the edge of the building, then then you're limiting who you are and you're letting yourself become atrophied. And, and we yeah. can do the same thing in a relationship to it. And it's bizarre to me. I mean, the research shows that that it's there's almost no transmission of this thing outdoors, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet with friends outdoors. But I'm gonna to be honest, look, look, you've got a business, right? Yeah. yeah. You've meet, you've, when you interact with people, you can see. It's all about in the mind. You've got the fact, the reality of, of the, the, the COVID. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the reaction to this, to this pandemic or to this, this challenge, how people react to that. And you can see how the way you're trained, the way you behave your life, how you behave with that. 
we can all protect ourselves. But some people will talk every day about that. It's like constant. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> some people say, yeah, yeah I live. So you know, people, if, if they looks like completely reckless, okay. And there's people like completely like protective. And there is some, something in between. It's like, guys, we still need to live our lives. We need to stuff like, okay, we protect ourselves. I protect my children. I protect my, but stop talking about this all the time. We put everything in place. It's like, if I drive my car and I constantly talk about the guy's going to hit me, this one's going to hit me. I just think, yeah, you can, you, yes, this can happen. But this is not how you drive a car. Or when you take a car, you know, it's just like, so this is not, you need to accept the fact, yes, this can happen. We did everything we can to protect ourselves. You know, you put your belt, you did this, but we need to drive and we need to go over there because this is it. Otherwise, keep your car here and stay at home. And that's, that's kind of a, where it's very hard, but I try to explain. So for me, it's, it's only me because I'm not militant, but this is how I feel. Sometimes I look around and say, you need to do your journey. But Paco, as I say, Paco teach me that. I didn't have that before. Yeah. I was more like, compared to my friend, oh my God, the stuff they were doing, I said, like, no way I'm doing that. But I learned this, this risk uh, adjustment and uh, like everything we've been talking, the fear and stuff like that. I learned yeah. it through what? Paco. Yeah. Because it's more, it's, it's such a profound teacher. Like martial arts teaches you about fear in a slightly different way. Um, yeah. There's lessons, but for me, the the risk taking of of confronting obstacles and confronting challenges physically that's that's the fundamental. Like, and if you look at children and how they learn, it's like they they engage in that risk taking play, and it's important. Mm -hmm. It's where they stretch their limits because you can look at fear, and you can have you can you can sort of relate with it in my in that in that moment and i think parkour gives you an incredible power to do that that I, i'm not sure anything else gives you as much power to look at fear and have a relationship with it oh yeah and honestly I, I was i was for me i remember very well i'm what i was i was really scared when i was young before, prior parkour yeah. i was like my god like, i remember when i was a kid like uh i don't know in the house with my brother uh switch off the lights there's your upstairs and downstairs light is switch off downstairs oh we forgot this i'm not going i need to go with my brother to get there you know i need and i switch off i switch on everything to make sure like okay i get the stuff and i switch off, 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 off. you know it's like you know like it's kind of this behavior and like swimming took me time to swim because swimming you've got kind of this idea when you do this uh riding bicycle took me ages you know it was my personality but it's changed it completely changed the people who knew me when I was kids said, like, I would never think this guy is doing that. Like, how? Parkour. Parkour. And I'm still, like I say, I'm not, I wasn't the best. I'm still not the best. But damn, it changed me. And that's the thing, right? It doesn't matter if you're the best. It matters what it yeah. offers you, how it can change you. Um, yeah. So we are, we're like way over the time that, that we have. <laughs> we're four hours and 60 minutes. <laughs> It's <laughs> turning into a Joe Rogan length podcast. Um, and I feel like we could. We could go for another hour. It'd be easy. Yeah, um, no problem. You do episode one, episode two, whatever you want. I'm, I'm okay with the say. It's like, if he, if he helps someone, if he can, um, as I say, I don't know everything, but if he can help, let's yeah. help. Like I say, sometimes, like, I think the struggle for me is sometimes when you say, oh, he's the ambassador, he's been here, but you're doing nothing. But it's not, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm doing nothing. It's just like, Sometimes I felt like the power, I can do more leverage for, for something. You know, like when I go outside and I say, 
my God, we can't use this park. Oh no, this park is like, you can't do this and here you cannot climb this tree. If you know how it changed my life and how I changed people's life, use me as a pedestal to change other people. You know what I mean? It's like, instead of me being here and you've got like other people who like, I would say they're teenagers and everyone listen to them. It's like, but it hasn't done any journey. You what see I, what my I, point? Yeah, I think, I think I understand what you're saying. I think you're, we're kind of jumping back to a little bit of an earlier topic, but it, what it sounds yeah. like is I think you feel a little bit that there's a pressure on you to be a spokesperson, right? That, uh, no, there is no pressure. It's, I, I know, I'm going to tell like the thing for me, it's like, I fell, you know, when I said to you about the artist, artist, artist yeah, yeah. part in me, and people yeah. don't know that. I felt sometimes, okay, I've done everything I have to do. Can I leave now? That's, mm -hmm. that's where I am now. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's literally uh, sometimes oh no you can't shut down your instagram you know too many guys all your friends and stuff like that. don't shut it down but deeply there is the, something in me said they don't need you now anymore they literally don't need you you can leave and now you can do what you want to do you know mm -hmm. and uh, amy every like how many times i talk about that it's like and it's the battle of like, oh, you're not brave enough you want to do it, but you don't want to do. And I said, is that, uh, is that like a jump? Should I do it or not? Should? Is, that's the struggle. This is where, like, oh, he's the pioneer. Who cares about pioneer? Oh, he's the founder. Oh, he's the, he's the ambassador. No, I don't. There is, they, they create all this stuff. Everyone, they don't need me. It's not what I did. It's, not, it's like, for me, it's, it goes by itself. So if it, can I go now? You know, the, this is it. You see, I don't feel like I've got, I'm, I'm challenged and I feel like people want me. It's just like, I feel more like, uh, it's more internal struggle. It's within me. It's like, man, what do you want to do? What do you really want to do? But I'm, 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 I'm between because if you call me for a podcast, I come, man. I love it. You know, I, I like it. But in the same time, it's like there is a part of me say, and I've got friends who completely disappear from the, from the, from the, and I almost envy them. Even David started to now. He's just like, bye bye. I was like, I did it. I did it, you know, and I, it's I almost, I, you know Check what I mean? I admire, I admire that a little bit. You know, like Jerome also was with me in Jump London, gone. It's like, it's still here. I still have his phone and we talk. But for me, it's like, oh, I made it. It's just me, <laughs> you know? I, so to tell you the truth, that's where I am now. It's just like, um, sometimes I feel like, just like, it's, it's irrelevant for me to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, it doesn't feel irrelevant to me, right? Um, <laughs> but I, I can see where you're coming from. That the, I want the thing to create my own method for me. It sounds selfish, but it's like I did. I, we, I started, we started with Sparkle, P-A-R-C-O-U-R-S. Okay, great. Yeah. It'd be coming to David, uh, Sparkle, P-A-R-K-O-U-R. The others say we do RDD plus more. We are RDD plus more. We are RDD plus more. I can't say I do free running. So... But I did something called free running. Nobody really listened to the founder of free running because <laughs> we do whatever we want. So for me, it's like, okay. You, and for me, it's like, I've got ideas for my stuff. I said, just do it for you. Just like, like they, don't, they don't care. You just don't care. Just, uh, just go and keep searching. Find friends. We talk. Like, for example, you say, hey, Seb, come to my place. And because yeah. I travel around the world and I saw people say, this has nothing to do with community. This has just to me talking to you right now and exchange and say, next time come. And me, I say, next time come to my academy, I'll show you stuff. And it's yeah. literally us. It's like, and Max, we can have like 10 followers and it can be amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, 
that's one of my ethics in my practice is I want to practice in a way that would be satisfying to me if nobody was paying attention. Right. Nobody needs to pay attention. It shouldn't be for the attention. I, I'm trying to get the attention because I want to share it. Right? I, want to, I want other people to have those ideas. But but if if I'm doing it just for the attention, then no, no, that's yeah. not it. Um, but, you know, I think that what, what I'm hearing from you is, is like this idea of the community can be almost oppressive. And I like the, this recent controversy. Right. It like, I'm like, who is this community? Right. Like who? Who, who is the person who can speak for everybody? It's like the community is made up of individuals and sub-communities and it's relationships. Co- commune opportunity. So it's not a community. It's a commune opportunity in the middle. It's a commune opportunity. It's like, oh, it doesn't fit my thing. Let's get together. I didn't like it. Now, okay, I'm good. And then micro-community. There is a community of uh, uh, the, uh, the drink, you know, the special drink. I won't say the name when you give you wings kind of stuff like that you know there is a community there there is a community of this there is a, maybe we're going to create the community of world chase tag because we like each other with world chase tag and the community of this it's like for me it's like the community is like uh, that's why i put on my instagram also the lord of the rings with the fellowships yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's my part when i like to laugh but for me it's yeah. just like i don't want to to blame people but for me it's like it's almost like a flag you take every time yeah but the community is unhappy so is that like a, I don't know, like a G5 or G7, like people who really meet and there is some like a real community. So no, it's just like when it fits my plan or my agenda or my own dogma, or my own philosophy, I talk with my community. That's my community. But for me, it's like, guys, um, maybe as I say, maybe I'm too old. I come from a different, different stuff. For me, it's like we share it for free. We like whoever won't put them at the origin, if we're 20, 30, I don't care. We put it out there for free without saying like, yeah, but the real value, my real value was no. It's just like, come, come, Mali, come, come, everyone, come, let's, let's do it. And then later on, when it's become famous, now we argue because I was here before you. I was here one year before you and I was in list. You were not. For me, it's like, who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You know what I mean? That's what I mean. So I come from a completely different point of view. There is no community when I started. That's my no. point. So yeah. And it's a beauty. I'm not saying community is not good. It's good, but it's not, it's not. I don't understand what is that. I don't understand what that means. I just like, yeah, I've seen everything. I've seen uh, the political side from FIAD, the movement from, uh, I forgot there is many. <laughs> oh, wow. I, there is, power you see i've seen all, and some people just started today so they try to say yeah but you don't understand say no you don't understand <laughs> because i'm the one who climbed the mountain you just start you're at the bottom of the mountain i've been there and i'll come back but you don't want to listen to me because you think you know everything wait you see like as i say like sometimes i was talking with one one of the guys say like do you think you're the same as you were when you were 10 10 years ago and you say, no, I'm not. You see, you evolve, you've got so much knowledge. And if you can go back, say, hey, say, I'm 10 years older than you. So mm-hmm. you can't tell me now how it's going to be. Wait, I'm not saying I, I, I know more. It's just like, wait when you get 10 years and then you will see people. Because if you see some, if you talk with someone who's 20 years younger than you, you can see the, the depth, the difference, you know, like you start, 
yeah so for me it's like and that's why sometimes when i look at the the communities they talk like they know everything for me so you haven't done the full journey you just discover now you fell in love with parkour you say i love it it's mine i've been there we've been there we've been there yeah this is this is it I spent a lot of hours arguing about what parkour was on parkour forums when I had been doing it for 16 months, right? Um, it, it never ends. The story will never end. We can talk for hours on this forum. Yeah, but I also think there are things that um, experience and and an experience need to be in good communication, right? Because there's always things that are easier to see when you don't have as much, you don't have as much history, right? right? Yeah. Sometimes what's happening right now, like I have this I have political dialogues with my mom, right? And I'm like, you're still, you still think that you still feel like the world is the 1970s and it's not the 1970s anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the things that are happening now are just, they, they have a hard time making an impact on, on your perception of things, because there's so much history behind your perception of things. Yeah. Um, so we can be callow, um, and we can also be stagnant, right? We can also have have sort of fallen into our dogmas, fallen into, you know, I've seen this before, and maybe it's not the same thing. So That's we always working on these these two sides of like how do we incorporate and and create room for the insights of youth, of coming into the practice and seeing it with new eyes, um, and at the same time keep reviving and i think there's also a difference between aging into maturity and aging into atrophy right yeah it's tough it's tough and that's why i was saying like for me it looks like maybe this is what it is to be to become old you know what i mean it's like when you start to see all your uh reference criteria ideas just start to being washed away replaced mm -hmm. by a new thing a new uh, um, uh, validate ideas and stuff like that. New groups who say this is it. This is the person who's and you just like oh, so I'm no more relevant to this kind of. And that's why you say like okay, do you keep surfing the wave? Uh, yeah, I'm getting okay. I'm gonna keep up. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have TikTok now. I'm gonna be on TikTok and I'm gonna do video and stuff like. Oh, you say that? No, 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 no. I'm gonna get in my jungle like all my my forest. I'm and, I refuse and to do TikTok, man. <laughs> what do you say? I said I refuse to do TikTok. Me too. Like, but you see, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's like my daughter, okay, she's yeah. in it. You know, she's 12 years old. She's in it. And I'm just like, dad, get a, I almost swear. But you see, we'll say like, okay, that's, that's, her, that's her generation. And she's younger than anyone in the community of parkour but i can see already and she's going to be the the generation and they're going to wash away all the other people but for me my generation and i'm now i can say it's i'm old like uh, how old are you i'm 38 38 you see oh my god i'm 46 i'm yeah, 46 yeah. so for me when i think about my my generation sometimes it's, i look at it oh man that's old movie you that's that's your generation that was your star that was your people. Even like when I talk about, I, I like a football player, for, for example, Zinedine Zidane, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's, in, it's from my generation. It's not, it's not my generation. It's from when I was... Uh, um, young. Uh, I was young, but not that young when I started parkour, you know what I mean? Because at this age, when I was younger, it was, uh, I had all the 
other French player. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like, oh yeah, basically you just pick up other people from different era, but it's just like, no, your Heroes movie, are- yeah, it like- was Star Wars. My my movie was Star Wars, the, yeah. like the beginning. It's like, and it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. bam, you see? And it's like, and how about computer said, oh yeah, we had like the, what was it, MO5? MO5? What was the name of the computer this time? It was before like uh, the Atari stuff. Like it was like, like you have big cassette you have to put and you have to, I remember with my friend, we had to go outside and you have to wait one hour for the stuff to, to load. <laughs> like it was like a cassette, like zzz, yeah. turning to one game <laughs> for one game. <laughs> Atari, yeah. But yeah. For me, it's just like, Seb, yeah, you're old. <laughs> you yeah. just you can't jump and do all this stuff but man your reference is terrible it's old no no i don't pay attention to pop culture so i'm always like dropping references to wayne's world and austin powers and everything from the 1990s and like people are like kids are like i'm a geek i'm a geek so for me i still remember i remember (laughs) stuff like my god people say what is that i make joke you know with my daughter sometimes i say names of a of a artist of like i say you know who cindy loper is I say, who? <laughs> I was like, okay. Just have fun. You see, but yeah. this is it. This is it. So Seb, um, I, I really love to, to just keep having chats with you. I feel like there's just a lot of, of common ground in our philosophies and, and what we're trying to do. So I think it'd be fun to, to do this more often. Um, and uh, yeah, I really hope that I get to London uh, next year and we can uh, spend some time in the trees together oh I yeah didn't even, please come. i didn't even talk to you about uh about the nature side of your practice that was something i don't want to oh yeah it's another another talk seasonality longevity musicality yeah. you know like even th- even this i'm still i'm still working on it i work very hard because i want to have my method out there i think it's something i did a mistake i shouldn't but i did a mistake i would like to have the fukian method out there also it's a mm-hmm. form of legacy and so it's important the stuff i develop but it's tough <laughs> it's yeah, not just I'm, a like method. it's tough to put it together it's like phew. i'm in the same process right oh uh, cool and we can exchange it we can help each other to do something like yeah. to put it not yeah. not not the content because you've got your content i've got my content but it's more like to to have a like a method and to be recognized as a method it's not that easy it's like damn it's like phew. well part of my my approach is is this idea that that a lot of times we're talking about similar stuff and yeah. even if we use our own language and we use our own things, if, we, if we're in communication and, and if I can amplify your voice to talk about some of that mm. uh, and you can amplify my voice and we can, we can get it to people, it's stronger, right? It's stronger yeah. when it comes from, it's like a chorus, like let's be a symphony. Um, yeah, it's true. So, so yeah, so I, I um, yeah, I think, I think we get to just keep chatting and um, I think we should, we should wrap up for today uh, just because this is, <laughs> I'm worried about the audience's attention here. Uh, I haven't trained them. Why are the people joke. watching us now? Huh? No, 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 no. Uh, but they will be soon. But yeah, we're. I think we're on. Okay. Well, um, okay. But, okay. I thought people just like you were saying, like people are live and we, they listen to us. It was like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but it, it's been a real pleasure, man. Um, My I pleasure. Yeah. I love the way Anytime. you uh, think and communicate, and we'll we'll talk. I'll talk again soon, man. Yeah.